Options Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm very good, good sir. That's good. Well, yeah. We're back. We had, a, we had a week off so we could go and spend a couple of weeks just delivering packages in the apocalypse, which is Deliver- fun. Delivering packages and catching Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, we did yeah. both of those things. That's, that's, that's pretty much what the time has been... Like on the, the, on, on the horizon, you can see, you can see the lightsaber. I, yeah, and I, look, okay, so let's, let's get out of the gate now. We're probably not going to talk too much about Death Stranding because, oh, absolutely not. One, you're much much further ahead than I, I am. I am. Um, I haven't made much progress. I made a, I made some progress, but like, yeah, I'm I'm trucking along. I feel like I've hit my stride with it though. So, um, but uh, so I've made a deal with myself that once, like once. December was it December thirteenth? No, it's later. Than Star Wars 20... is December twentieth. Twentieth, yeah. So once that rolls around, as soon as I walk out of that cinema, I'm gonna want to play a fucking Star Wars game. And because I know that there's a good one out there, and it's a single player one, and like people really like it, I'm probably gonna end up playing that <laughs> from then on in until and then and kind and try and juggle that and Death Stranding at the same time. But um, I'm trying to. I'm I'm, I'm just sort of. I'm not. I'm, so, I'm taking my time with it, but I just want to. I'm 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 acknowledging when I get to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to move on with the story now. It's like, okay, I want to carry on a bit. I can come back and explore here later on because, you know, there there I I have a feeling there will be things that will make life a bit easier down the track, maybe. So, if the game is anything to go by, so, um, but yeah, that's that's my deal I've made with myself now. I mean, on the topic of Death Stranding, do you want to just go straight into Gresslog, Ben? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, like, hey, I'm not messing around. I'm really boring apart yeah. from that. Like, I, I, yeah, I, know, honestly, we're we I'm knee deep in just excessive amounts of hours of work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, works works ruining me as well. Um, but um, it, yeah, and I'm I'm like two weeks out from from good things and stuff like that. So there's nothing really exciting that's happened yeah, to me. No. Quite um, on my end too. Well, then in that case, let's throw straight into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So, of course, the quest log is where we talk about what we've been playing, which we were sort of just doing. So that's why I figured we may as well shuffle it along. It's probably a good point. I mean, and I mean, hey, look, you know, for anyone out there who thinks, "Oh man, they always ramble on for ages at the start of an episode," well, this one's for you. <laughs> Straight <laughs> into the. Uh, we're not talking about Death Stranding. <laughs> not messing. Yeah, yeah, not talking about Death Stranding. Um. Uh, oh, or like, like brief, brief impression of like, I think I'm at a point now where I'm enjoying it. So that's, that's all I'm probably going to say. Um, yeah. Like Death Stranding is fun because it's a game that I really don't want to talk about with you in full. Like, honestly, sort of like Red Dead last year, like until yeah. we finish it, I think. Uh, and like, as far as gameplay goes, like if I'm enjoying it, like. I did have some concern when the scores started coming out, I'll be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But it did sort of help set my expectations and I'm coming out the other side loving it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think that early, the, the opening of the game, the very opening of the game is like exciting and then it settles into a bit of a lull and you're like, fuck, is this what it's going to be like for, from what I hear, 50 hours, 60 hours? Uh, but as you like, like I said before about like getting things that make life a bit easier, that does happen. So then, it, I feel like that's when the game sort of opens up a little bit and lets you explore at your own pace a bit more instead of just forcing you to 
be at the like the mercy of the game for yeah. a lot of it. Um, but uh, I think the part I'm loving most about it is all the social stuff. Yes, um, I I was like I was obviously aware of it because it was around, and I was sort of like you know I can see it everything happening around me. But it wasn't until I was watching um, Frame Trap from the Easy Allies, and they were talking about how they loved that and how they thought it was a really important part of the game. Uh, it where it, it sort of, absolutely is. Yeah, it really hit home to me. Uh, and I had a brief moment a couple of days ago where internet went down for a couple of hours and I was playing Death Stranding and it logged me out and I kept playing and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep playing at it this way. It didn't impact it too much, but obviously I did notice when it, the internet came back on, like it was, luckily it was only a couple of hours and I, I kept continued to play. Um, I, like, I logged back in. I noticed that there was a lot more stuff around. I was like, okay, cool. And things that I had put into motion were completed. You know what I'm talking about, like that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, I love it. I got, it's, it's I, fascinating. I got, if, if you're thinking of the same thing I am, I got way too into that. Mm-hmm. And no joke, like I've played, a, I've, I've played a lot of this game. Like I've tried to log some solid sessions when I can. And yep. there have been some sessions where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do tonight. And then I just spend three or four hours just working on that stuff. And I'm like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. night is gone. And, 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 and that's the thing. Like, I think that's why it comes back to what I was, how I feel about like how I'm playing the game as well is as when I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit of tedium or something like that settling in. I'm going to continue the story a bit more now. Um, and where I left off last has left it in a really interesting spot. And I'm like, I want to get back to it. Haven't had a chance to yet. Probably won't tonight either. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I yeah, we most likely will talk about that at at length in the future. I absolutely hope so because it, I think there's a very fun discussion to be had about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I really like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think it's 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 good to see. The way, when people ask me about it, they're like, oh, you're playing Death Stranding? I'm like, oh, yeah. well, how is it? I'm like, look, there's a lot to love and there's a lot to criticize about the game. And that's a good thing because this is this is the first time Kojima's been unchained. Yeah, this is like pure Kojima. Yeah, so like, obviously there is, some things are going to stick and some things aren't. Like, it's not going to be, I would have been, I even though I, I love Kojima and I, I, I really enjoy his work, I think... I would have been very surprised if it came out and everything was flawless because yeah, like, yeah, I think there's, there's a a reason why I think there are some bumps there. He's trying new things and some of those things work and some of those things don't, um, or might need retooling in the future. I can't, I can't think, think of a single thing that was a shortcoming for me that wasn't vastly outweighed by a thing that I loved. Uh, Absolutely. That's a thing. Like, you know, I mean, we spoke about, I was talking about it before as well. Like, I thought the start of the game, I was like, oh shit, is this what the game's going to be like? And then it's not. So it, like, it, it it does, there is a bit to get through before you get to that, but persevere with it um, if you're struggling. And you're, if you're struggling and you've been really fascinated, if you just sort of jumped it, like, are curious about it, I'm like, oh, maybe I will. I, I don't, I would find it hard to recommend someone to play this game if they were just like, oh, maybe I'll check it out. I think you really oh, yeah. have to be, like kind of clued into either some of the marketing for it um, or, you know, Kojima as a person or the, I guess, 
what what you, that your understanding of what the story could be or like just a, a fascination of that world um, absolutely like i think honestly the, the weirdest thing for me was like just learning that death stranding was a tangible game that sort of made sense as i started playing it right it, like the thing was after because there was I, that I, whole that campaign of mystery and the oh what is this leading up to it and then you start mm-hmm. playing you're like oh okay i, I get it like it makes sense i know what this, this game is this makes more sense than fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 does like it's it, it like <laughs> It actually like it, it, there's it's a story. You're like, okay, cool. I can follow this, um, albeit if that story is maybe a lot of lot of backstory is told via slabs of text. But um, you know, hey, where's the codec came back? Sort of. There's some codec yeah, calls, true. and I'm so happy they're there. Yes, me too. I was I was the same, and I do like the um the little codec buzz as well. It's like same, same, but not really. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. It's almost At- there. That's funny because all of that that lore that's dumped in the emails and like interviews and stuff is not I wouldn't say pivotal, but it gives you a much better understanding of the story and the characters and the events that are unfolding. Oh, absolutely! It gives you so it like gives you a sometimes whole bunch I'm of like, okay, I got half an hour time to do some reading. Yeah, exactly. Like you let them backlog a little bit, and you're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Check my emails. Yeah, brew, get them brew all a coffee. Likes. Yeah, go back yep. to the 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 private quarters. Chuck on some music. Get a coffee in the kitchen. Sit down and start reading your emails. Yep. It's it's funny because like Death Stranding was like cool. I finished my uh my day of manual labor at work, got paid for it, and I come home and I guess oh, I guess I'll keep working then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like keep delivering know, packages. <laughs> Sam Porter always on that grind. Yeah, he is. Well, like, Sam Porter Bridges. He never stops. Um, dumb names though. Oh boy. <laughs> Enough. And here's the thing, people are like, man, these names are dumb. I'm like. Is this your first Kojima game? Yeah, like they've oh always man. been a little bit dumb. Die Hard Man makes me laugh every time. Like in Metal Gear Solid Two, we had a character called Fortune. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like I don't and know. Vamp. It's it's and... been so funny watching people go, "Oh, these are bad names." I'm like, you know, in a way, they've always sort of been a little bit bad. I they, they just feel like aggressively like obnoxious in this one. <laughs> Honestly, like... it's it's only really Die Hard Man that I don't like. That's true. Like yeah. name wise, like I like I like Fragile. Fragile. Heartman makes sense. Heartman does make sense. From what Mama, I know, I, I knew about. Mama makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dead Man, kind of, I guess. Actually, it will make sense soon. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, I just, it's just, it's Die Hard Man. It's like, it's just, I don't know. I don't like his, it as a name. And his mask is ridiculous as well. Like, it's, it's so just, ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, and it's. It's really, it's really off-putting sometimes because he's uh, the guy who plays him is doing a really good job because he's this very like deadpan sort of the political representative like mouthpiece almost like you know yeah yeah um, for sure and he's got to be very like you know uh, not not objective to things so it, it's it's to convey like emotion across it, the way that he does is really interesting and then you just look at his his name and his stupid mask that I'd love um, yeah a uh, special uh, shout out though to both fragile and higgs yes 100% uh, leah and troy i think are, are my favorites but boy i really like Ma- margaret is mama yeah margaret quarry i think yeah, yeah. Uh, i i really i want to I want to spoke to one day finish this game and talk about it because I have just thoughts and I so many particular like this game has so many great performances and so many like cutscenes and sequences. I'm like that mm-hmm. was so good. 
And that's the thing. I'm seeing a lot of like articles come out now that like, you know, Death Stranding blends the line between game and cinema. And I honestly believe that because sometimes when you get to cutscenes, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm watching, but like, you know, you'll check your phone a little bit. But some of the cutscenes in this game, one, the one of the ones I was just talking about with you before we went yeah, like, live. Yeah, I know, I know the exact one you mean. It was just like, I was engrossed for that whole cutscene and it was fucking phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I think it's one of Troy Baker's best performances, personally. I think... It's God. it's good to see him get sort of be let off the chain a little bit, um, uh, instead of being like I guess you know if you really want to boil it down like generic white action hero man, um, but yeah it's good to see him sort of do something that is a little bit what I haven't really seen him do before. There's one part in that cutscene that I... that really I was just like oh. he would have had to have done that like. That's because this is motion capture, and yes. I know that they do their motion capture, and that makes me uncomfortable, but in a really good way because he's like committed to the role. Um, he he does a great job as Higgs, and Joel, it hurts, but I'm gonna have to stop us. I can't keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, we have to. I like it, it's it's getting too tantalizing to keep talking about, and like it's I I can't imagine what it must be like for you just sitting here, me going, oh, gee, I'm in, in chapter three and I'm doing all this fun like, stuff, oh. and and you're like. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, that's probably for the best we should move on, I think. I have a day like blocked out tomorrow and I think I might be able to finish it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But in the the downtimes, the game has been much easier to pick up and play because obviously work is the worst. Mm -hmm. But I have an hour before bed and an hour before work. So usually I just plug away a little bit of Pokemon Sword. Yeah. So, So you got Sword as well? I did get sword. Yeah. I had to. It has surfetched. Yeah, I know. Me too. That's he, what he is the best new Pokemon. Don't at me. Um, the, the best part, like, well, it's not the best part. That's really, that's really, <laughs> really bad of me to say. But like, one of the perks of of having a, a a significant other who is just as much in a Pokemon as you are, if not probably a little bit more, um, is that when Pokemon games come out, it's just like, well, cool. Which one are you getting? I'll get the opposite. Um, we actually have a pretty good spread for our friendship circle, actually. It's true, yeah. We actually we've got all our bases covered, which is which yeah. is really handy. I think we like of like the six or so of us that got the game that I know, like you know, from our, our closest group. Mm-hmm. I think we're like literally like a fifty percent split. <laughs> oh wow! I actually didn't, yeah, hear the um. I don't actually, yeah, figure out who who got what in the end, but um, yeah. So we, we got again all bases covered, and it's just I like it. It's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm. I, uh, again, we were talking before we started recording again, and, um, it's, there's a lot that's, um, been streamlined in this, uh, iteration of it, and I think that's for, some of it's for the better, and some of it's maybe n- not, so, uh, I, I, I love, uh, I, I love the fact that the tutorial stuff can be basically skipped, um, the opening of the game felt a whole lot less tedious that it has previously in in previous iterations where that stuff needed to be there because for the people who the newcomers of the series that might be might have been a bit too young when the previous installment was out and they've just got into it um and especially around like Pokemon Go and stuff like that a lot more people are into Pokemon now than ever um but giving the option just to be like now nah, I'm cool like you want to know about the Pokédex now nah, I'm cool like I know it I've been playing these games for years. It's all good. Let's get to the fun stuff. Um, I really like that. And it's funny, right? Because that's a very good point. 
Uh, and it actually feeds into probably, it's not really fair to say this is my one of my biggest criticisms like aimed at the game, but I think a lot of that stuff has helped me realize that maybe it's time for another part of the game to move on, and that's for gyms. Yeah. We really need to drop gym types. We just have to. Yeah, I think so. I think because yeah, th- especially yeah. in this game, because the gyms, they because they're like because they're stadium matches. I'll tell you what, this game. If I was to give this game a score of ten, right, it gets probably a full extra two or three points, just from that that music and the the atmosphere that plays when the gym leader gets down to their last Pokemon. Oh I, yeah, I am hooked on it and I love it. I just love the the opening ceremony of like the whole championship. That was cool as well. That was cool. I as was well. like, but this I... is epic. This is grand. This is what like it should feel like sometimes. And then like... you go into a fire gym and beat him by with you, by using water gun three times, and you're like, well, thanks for my badge. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like even if they kept types, maybe don't make them such a pusher. Maybe not scale. Like maybe have gym leaders like have the ability like to scale level, so they're a little bit closer level to you. Um, or maybe just like a little bit further ahead of you or at always. So if you get there with like level 20 Pokemon, they're always at level 25. So it makes it a little bit tough. You've got to think on your feet. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah, I just I, I like the idea of going more towards themed gyms rather than just like type gyms. But again, yeah. it's, it's a, that's a whole other discussion. It's, it's just an issue that just sort of popped up in this game as I was playing it because a lot of it is streamlined and it is snappier and quicker. And gym stuff, like I love it. Like I seriously love going there and like cool are you ready to enter yep put on your unit put on your jersey do yep. your little gym challenge and then just fight this gym leader in this huge stadium which i mean to be honest where do all those people live yeah right yeah. there's so many people there but hey you know not a huge deal that's fine and, and, and just, like how long are they there for because they're not there just for your fight because no there are like hundreds of fucking challenges coming through every day yeah like where do they yeah questions about where the population resides in that region but whatever yeah uh and again like i said this that music that plays when you get down to the last pokemon with a gym leader it's just so cinematic yeah and i am hooked on it and i love it i, I re- love i just love i just love the gym music in general but yeah that break when it sort of slows down for that brief second there and builds up again i'm just like this is i'm i can't stop listening to this I like the 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 in fight cutscenes as well. Yeah, they feel like, good. Like when people when the trains actually speak to one another and stuff. Yeah, because like that was always like that was always there, but it would like the screen would never move. It was for yeah, it was be like well, a text box. Exactly, whether it be technical limitations or just you know they didn't feel like it was necessary. And I just think it's a nice little touch that makes the game feel a little bit more snazzy. I guess in, yeah, for lack of a like it's, word. A, it's it's a little thing, right? But like even just I think Sun and Moon did this as well, and it, probably mm. even X and Y. But it's just been good in this one, just having like. Like cutscenes, it feels sort of like cutscenes, even though they've still got the text boxes. Yep, it's just like not like a static screen. Yeah, I don't know. It's little little changes that just make it feel like you're actually I don't know watching something as opposed to just sort of pressing A. Like you're still mm-hmm. pressing A to get through a lot of the text, but at least it's interesting to watch. Yeah, um, like actual camera work and camera angles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, the dynamic camera work. It's yeah, it's good. I, I, speaking, you mentioned like text boxes and text. Um, can we just appreciate the fact that the terminology and the slang in it, because it's obviously taking, uh, inspiration from like English countryside and, and, and like, you know, the UK sort of area. Um, 
I love that everyone's mate. I love that uh, when you go to turn the TV, uh, you go to look at the TV in your own home, they don't refer to it as a television, they refer to it as a telly, which made me fucking so happy. I was just like, this is great. This is really another, good. Another fun little thing is the switch in your room. Yes, love that. So um, the switch in your room actually changes based on the Joy-Cons that you have attached. Yes, I was curious about that because I saw it, I, like when I went in there, I was like, oh cool, it's got the pink and green ones. I'm like, wait, I know the switch can pick up when, like what color Joy-Cons are on. Because yeah. when you connect them, sometimes it flat. Flashes and obviously, yeah. like when you look at the the charge on them as well, it has like the color yeah, it does, of them. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, that's that's a nice little touch there. Yeah, it's just a cool little touch. It just yeah, cool use of that weird tech, but I still don't know why is in there. But it's nifty. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if they're going to use it in like fun little ways like this, I'm like, all right, cool, that's fun. it's paid for itself basically. Um, so there's a particular thing we probably should discuss. I'm not like, and that's the wild area. Yes. I haven't spent too much time in, in the wild area yet. Honestly, that's the best because very early on, I kind of spent more time there than I probably should have mm. and like accidentally leveled up a lot because of the stupid XP share that I can't turn off. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I should, I should be allowed to toggle that off, please. Yeah, especially, even if you're in the wild area, maybe if it automatically turns off while you're in there because that's like essentially a grinding yeah. area. So like, because... if it's like while you're in there, it's like, cool, you don't have to use it here, but you know. So the wild area is, of course, the open, sort of the open world. It's not really open world, but it's definitely a huge open area where you, where you just catch Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about it is also it feeds into one of the things I don't like about it, if that makes sense. Like, I love that I was just, I can just be strolling through there and then suddenly to my left, it's like, oh, hey, here's a level 40 Rhydon. It's like, level 40? Yep. I'm like level 20. Get me out of here. Like, Mm-hmm. It it does feel cool actually running from Pokemon, but chasing you down. You're like, I want no part of this. Yeah, please leave me be. And like, even you first walk into the area, and you see that giant Onix. You're like, I'm having yeah, you. Yeah. And he's it's like, not- Hey, I'm level 31. You're like, Ah, uh, I will be back for you later. Then <laughs> goodbye, sir. <laughs> I will come back uh, in about six hours' time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I just the problem with that because that's really cool. I don't, I really don't like. I, I get why they did it. I don't know if there was better ways to do it, but like blocking the Pokemon you catch based on the badges collected. I don't know how I feel. Like I get, because nice. that way, because I get it, because that way you can't just go catch like that level 40 Onyx and yeah. just wreck, a, you know, the lower level gyms, which you wouldn't with an Onyx anyway because of the types, but whatever. Uh, so I get that, but it also, it just was a deterrent from me going through the wild area. Yeah. Because you'd, you'd walk through and you're like, I want that Pokemon. Oh, it's too strong. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess I'll just leave then. It's, um, and because it changes as well, you might go back there and it might not be there. Like. Yeah. Like, like all, all the weather sort of rotates and stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess it's a, a natural progression of the whole, like, Pokemon up to this level will be now, like, pay attention to you. Like, it's a, a progression of that, but it was a progression that probably didn't really need to exist. Because, like, the level thing is still there, and it's a separate thing that you get from the badges apart from catching. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um... But I think it's... This seems to me like it's Game Freak testing the waters for, like, a full game that's this essential gameplay style. Um, I, I honestly believe you. I agree with you. Because I do, like I said, I do think it's cool. My main issue is just a thing that they could sort of rebalance or like tweak in a new iteration because the wild area is interesting. 
I love the camp setup, just being able to like cook stuff with berries and the ingredients you can buy from the guy up in the northern area, I think. I got mm-hmm. some sausages. Oh yeah. Yep. I was cooking sausages with berries to make like cool spicy curries and stuff. Very sausage fun. curry, yeah. Spaghetti Play- curry. Spaghetti curry. Playing for Pokemon is really fun as well. It is fun. Especially like it the was videos ha- on the internet on Twitter are just a ten out of ten. It's pretty great. Um, especially because when I realized that, um, by doing that, when my, when my starter evolved, so, cause I picked, uh, I picked Grookey in the end. Um, I was a sobble boy and I'm having no regrets. Now he's evolved to his final stage. Yeah. I, I saw his final stage before cause, um, Ash had hers, uh, evolved to its final stage. Um, I, I picked Grookey in the end because one, I was sort of overdue just to pick a grass starter. Um, I normally go fire. And I have dabbled with water in the past as well. But um, I was like, no, I'm going to go grass. And also, like, I had seen his evolutions. Um, and they looked really fucking cool. But the one thing I like about Grookey's second evolution, which is what I've got now, and I only realized when I was playing with him at camp, um, is, so he has the two sticks in his hair. Yeah. So when he, like, he has them in his hair for normally. When he fights, he takes them out and they're his weapons. And then he gets, like, a bit of a mohawk. His hair, like, flicks back up. And then when he's done fighting, he puts the sticks back in and does his hair down again. I'm like, I love that. I love it so much because he has, like, this cool little mohawk. He has these cool little drumstick nunchuck weapons that he uses. And I was like, just a little thing like that that made me go, I love this Pokemon now. He's one of my favorites. Um, It's a similar thing. I, for the life of me, cannot remember the second stage of uh, Sobble at this point. Yeah. um, in the Pokedex entry, it mentions that it sort of secretes, like, it attacks using water that it makes in the palm of its hand. Yeah. And it actually reflects that in the battle animations when you do, like, elemental attacks, which I do think is very cool. And it's in Teleon, the, the last stage, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how I feel about your design, but he is the secret agent Pokemon, which is yep. fantastic. He's Gex. He's the Gex Pokemon. Sure, he's the James Bond Pokemon, but the Gex Pokemon. <laughs> he's Gex. Uh, but he learns an attack called Snipe Shot, mm-hmm. and I'm very partial to it because it just reminds me of one of the best Dragon Ball Z attacks, Death Beam from Frieza. <laughs> like, full, no joke, he full-on, like, crouches down and, like, points a single finger and, like, blasts water. I'm like, okay, you're, you can stay. Yeah. You can stay. He's like The, the starters are, I, I mean, I haven't had much experience with, um, with Score Bunny. I'd like to see... What he's like he, in action. Um, he becomes a soccer player, essentially. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. So, so each Pokemon's got an attack, I guess, they learn when they evolve to their last stage. So I'm curious what yours will be. Because, yeah, for Inteleon, it was like a snipe shot, which is like single-hand, like, focused shot of water. And for, again, Cin- Cinderace, I think is the name of it. Mm. Basically, it just it gets a fire soccer ball. <laughs> cool. That's that's pretty cool. And and pretty on-brand for this, for this uh, region yeah. as well. Yeah, um, well, again, like, because, yeah, obviously mine is a secret agent, like James Bond, yep. soccer player, and yours is like a, it seems like a punk musician sort of thing. Yeah. I, I, when, when I realized that, and like his final form, I, cause I, I have seen it, this is what sort of influenced me to pick Grookey in the first place, but his final form is so cool. Um, <laughs> it looks so dope. Um, but yeah, did you, did, so here's the thing. Do you name your Pokemon? I I didn't this time around because okay. I like to name when they're like for shoresies, my right. team. But honestly, I'm wishing I had now because my team hasn't changed for like the last three badges. 
Right. So like, oh, I really should have nicknamed all of you guys because you just you are just my team. I haven't changed you because yeah. I've also sort of tried to stick to new Pokemon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ash is doing the same thing, and I I've sort of been I've got a couple here and there. Um, I've already got a Gyarados because I found a mag- a level eighteen Magikarp, so that was nice and easy. Um, and so Ooh. I've got. A, uh, well, I'm, I like Gyarados, cool Pokemon. And um, I like I'm I'm I've only got him in my party at the moment. He's getting the boot after this next gym because I'm the way I'm trying to play it is I'm trying to stack my team with just like train up Pokemon for that gym. Be like, right, cool. So what's the next gym? Fire. All right. Well, I'm gonna try and load my team out with water. And like build them up as well. Not that I need to, but it's just yeah. like I'm trying to like almost RP, like what I would do in that situation. I'm like, cool. Well, I know the weakness. That I, I know what the next gym is. I know what its weakness is. I'm gonna try and play on that weakness, um, with my team. But I always name my my starter Pokemon. That's the only time I ever name Pokemon. Um, is my starter because they usually stay with me for the whole game because I'm like. Again, the RP of it, I'm like, well, that's my first Pokemon. I'm going to be attached to it. It's like the, the Ash Pikachu thing. Like, I'm, I'm, it's my Pokemon. I'm going to carry him through to the end. Um, so I, I named it because he was like a drummer and stuff as well. I named him Ringo. Um, nice. Which I thought was kind of fun because, you know, he might not be the best drummer, but he's doing a damn good job. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. and that's how I feel about my little Grookey. Nice. Um, yeah, I... One thing I do want to say is I'm surprised by how much I just honestly like a lot of the designs in this generation. Yes. Don't get me wrong. There are ones that I don't like. I'm looking at, I think his name is Mil- Milsery or whatever, like the drop of cream or milk Pokemon. I truly oh, hate that thing. It's dumb. <laughs> We've got to have a couple of dumb ones, Kyron. I know. When I ran into Clank for whatever his name is for the first time, I was just... I was so happy. I, look, I'm not one to get into the whole Dexit thing, mm-hmm. but when I saw Clank, I'm like, oh, okay. Pokemon died so that you could live. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. No, it looks, uh, it's, I, I was pretty happy with a fan cling. I really, like, I don't, like, <laughs> I, I make fun of Pokemon, like Trubbish and that sort of stuff, but I don't have, you know, a great deal of hatred towards Trubbish. Or even, like, the ice cream Pokemon, which is still here. Like, fine, whatever. But I do truly hate Clank. Like, it is shit. No, it's because it's even better, because when you know it's, it's like, the translation from its actual Japanese name is just it's like gear. gear. It's gear. It's like, well, it is what it is, I guess. It makes me laugh so much. Um, so it's, I only like it now because it's a point of contention between our friendship group. I think that's why I love it so much. Um... Because I'm a terrible person. You can like bad Pokemon if you like. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I I was hearing stories. I, I was uh, hanging out with your housemate last weekend when we played D and D, and um, he was telling me how much you really enjoy um, what's the little the fire oh, bug the thing? Fire bug. Yeah. I can't remember his first stage, but he has evolved into a center scorch now. Yeah. And I love him. It's yeah. No, Brendan was uh, was telling us all about how much you would just. Like, I love him. Look at him. He's look how best. angry he is. He's so. He's angry. just so mad. <laughs> but he's he's like so determined, and also he's so tiny. He's yeah. angry and small in that first stage. And I think I'm not sure if Brendan told you, but his reaction also when you cook good food is hilarious. Oh, all right. I'm gonna have to pull him out. It's the only time he's not angry. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I, that's, I guess that's the other thing as well. Like the Pokemon feel like they've got much more personality this time around. 
I, I feel like they've got like like instances like that where you, I I never I can't remember having moments like that except for when I was younger mm. playing it and um like it because it sort of feels like they've expanded upon like all that Pokemon and me stuff I used to have where you could you could like pat your Pokemon and stuff and it's yeah. like okay cool look I'm patting my my Pikachu he likes being pat on the cheeks and stuff like that mm-hmm. and. It sort of feels like they've just expanded on that. And yeah, like you said, the Pokemon have personality. I was surprised because... So, again, another... If I had to level one complaint is uh, Game Freak, can we please have less bipedal Pokemon? Yeah, true. Just, and the re- the reason why I thought of that was because... So, the middle stage of uh, of Sobble, in battle, it stands on two legs. But in, in the camp, it actually, you know, goes around on four legs like a little lizard. I'm like, why, why, is, why does it stand on two legs in combat? Yeah. That looks much weirder and creepier and cooler. It's yeah. I look so, they, look, they're getting there. They're getting there. Oh yeah, very like, slowly. Absolutely. They are getting there and after this I'm very excited to see what they do next with Pokemon. And and the thing is, I feel like we say that after every new Pokemon game. I, I know. But it feels it feels especially true now we're on consoles though. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like it's it it feels like this is you know, and cut to two, three years down the track where we're wiping <laughs> the, the egg thing. from our face. And it's, uh, you know, well, okay, fair enough. Um, it was like, I mean, I'm really excited to see what Game Freak do to take the franchise forward in the next Pokemon entries. But I mean, that's just, good. Because, just I mean, like, clip that out and use it in every future podcast. <laughs> because the thing is, though, like when it comes down to it, it is, it is a kid's game. Like, let's not beat around the bush. It is a game that is marketed yes. mainly it to is. children. Um, and to As, sell and like for all the, for all the complaints, some of the more toxic parts of the fan base throughout there it's the best-selling one yep six million absolutely it's, a, it's the fastest-selling switch game now so yep. it, it blew past me. smash at five million yep so it's at six million and yeah oh boy that's a lot of that's a lot of uh dolly redos and i mean like you've got to look at it that that's because of the progression you've got to look at the people who've been there from like people like us who aren't you know dumpster fires of people um and who have been play, play the games and we have problems with them and we that but for the most part we enjoy playing them and that's why we keep playing them because that we know what they're going to be it's going to be fun it's comfort food it is a comfort food game in its purest form it's like sitting down you're like ah i know what i'm getting into here this feels good it's making me feel good um which is i guess you know sometimes why we play video games we want to just relax and enjoy and have fun with something um, what I will say about Pokemon Sword is, whilst I don't think the story is very good, Joel, we are getting so close to this living up to the anime hype. Like, true, yeah. I, I think Hop is getting a raw deal out there. I think he's actually a pretty good rival. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Uh, there's some some surprising, I was like, oh, wow, that was that was character development. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And you'll know the part I mean when you get to it. Okay. Actually... I liked it. I was like, Hop, I like you as a character. And I do like there are other a couple of other trainers that sort of prop up as as characters that you'll get to know for a thing that happens later in the game. And they're so close. Like, they just need to expand on that part a bit more. And yeah. I'll tell you what, you'll have my money for life if you can just keep keep churning out that sort of stuff. Like, it, Joel, I love a good tournament arc, is what I'll say. Right, and, right. And that's what fucking Pokemon is. Like, it's, yeah. it is just I wanna, a tournament I wanna, arc. I want to... I want to get to know my fellow trainers and then have, let's have tournaments guys. Let's do it. Yeah. I still think back to like the old, like Pokemon TV show when Ash was at the elite four. And I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. The, this like having, I don't know. And I, I do kind of think actually 
if if they're going to keep gym types, maybe they should take a page out of um, Pokemon Stadium's book, right? Where maybe you can have your full six Pokemon team and so can a gym leader, but you pick three Pokemon at random each, like Stadium. I don't know. Just like little things to sort of mix it up a bit because I keep coming back to how easy the gyms are. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's always that's been a problem for a long time. Um Honestly, it, yeah, practically since it came out. Like yeah. it, since it started on Game Boy. And especially considering these are that these are the boss fights of Pokemon. Like Yeah. They they they're not really Um I will say this though, I'm enjoying the I've only done two of them, obviously. I've only done two gyms, but I am enjoying like the gym missions. I like the fact that they're, they're a little bit different than just... Uh, they're, they're sort of elaborating on what they were originally, but they just feel a little bit more... I, I love the first one with the, the Wooloos. Having to it does, herd the Wooloos into the, the area. Yeah. It definitely feels like they've expanded upon the idea of the challenges from Sun and Moon, right? Where you're yes. like, oh, you've got to do the um the Kahuna challenge or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. There's one in particular, Joel, that... It... You'll know again. You'll know when you get to it. I did it, and I was like, "Wow, that was that was actually a gym." Okay, okay. all right, all great, right, whatever. Again, you'll know it when you do it. I just it was. There's nothing to it, and it was just a bit disappointing. But for the most part, the gym challenges are fun. Yeah, I, I and I liked it how they keep it. Like, well, I mean, the first, uh, the second, I, the water gym. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, it was just like. Like these do these do this thing. I played Zelda. Yeah, like that's yeah. It was it was a classic Nintendo puzzle, and I was like, all right, fair enough. Um, but that first one, I was like, this is really good, and it's also on brand for the inspiration for the region by having it as like like sheep herding, and I was like, this is like really cool, and having like the little um ah what was they called the little corgi the electric corgis. Oh, uh, Yamper's the best. Yamper, Yamper's my favorite. Oh, I love Yamper. And Yamper's evolution is really cool as well. I like. Uh, he is. It's not as cool as Yamper though. Um, oh, it's not as cute as. He's not as cute as Yamper. Okay, we'll put it that way. Um, but I like having them run around as well. It was like, oh, this feels, this feels like an English countryside like activity. This feels like what Pokemon would yeah. be like in the English countryside. Um, I will say that some of the towns have been quite nice. And yeah, I really like the setting. Whilst we we know the Switch can definitely do better, mm-hmm. some of it, yeah, just the art direction just helps. There's a couple of towns in particular that when you finish, I want to talk to you about that I just really like. Yeah, right? I think that I think I'm happy with the style choice, like in terms of like not overreaching too much because it runs pretty well as well. Like it, the game runs pretty nicely. <laughs> Um, it's only rough. It's mostly rough in the wild area when you go online. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, uh, you know, harkening back to a, a game we've both played now, uh, like Astral Chain, if you overreach a little bit, it can seem a little bit too janky, um, and that would only just give more ammunition to the the people who are looking for things to not like, even though they're gonna oh, not like it regardless. They don't, they don't need help. They don't need help. Yeah, but you know what I mean though? Like it's just, I, I think by having it at run, like for the people who are looking at it from a critical point of view and just going, well, the game runs really well. Like there's no real technical issues with it. Um, the things to criticize are, 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 aren't to do with it, uh, how it runs technically. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. Um, and I think a good idea in this uh, this climate as well where, you know, if it runs well, people will be a little bit more forgiving on things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's, yeah. The wayfall of a Pokemon is very exciting now, I think. Yeah. And I think, 
I mean, let's be real. The dream really is to sort of just have a Pokemon game that just is the game for that gen. Obviously, it's not going to happen because of money. Yeah. But I just keep thinking about how cool it would be if a wild area was just, again, like our Pokemon Go sometimes. It's like, oh, here's a new generation. Yep. It's like, what if they just started introducing some of the older Pokemon that got culled into the wild, I don't know, the wild area. It's They probably won't do it. They'll save them for when they do... The Diamond and Pearl remakes, which will probably be next up the yeah. off, the, off the slate, but um, yeah, I do like the game. It's just the best way I can describe it is sort of when you have it's just sort of like empty calories, right? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> like it's tasty, but you're like, ah, oh. you finish it or you you finish a fight, you're like, at the time, like this is cool, the music's fun, the designs are cool, then you'd be like, ah. Oh. It's a popcorn oh, game. Is, is it's like, yeah, there, it there are popcorn blockbuster movies, like, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise, where it's just like, this is dumb fun. Like, but yeah. I'm not thinking about it every day, but like, you know, if someone was like, hey, I'm going to go watch, uh, we're going to sit down and watch Fast and Furious. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's put it on. I'm going to have a good time for a couple of hours. And that's what it's like with this. I'm like, if I sit down and play Pokemon, I'm going to have a good time while I'm playing it, like for the most part. Um, but yeah, I'm not racing home from work and throwing my bag on the floor and running over to my switch and picking it up and playing it i'm just like i'm on the couch griffin's asleep ash has gone to bed i'm up by myself i've got a podcast on the tv like kind of funny you're talking and i'm just kicking back playing some pokemon i'm like this is good this feels this makes me feel good this is how i want to feel right now in this moment yeah it's looking forward to the future is is how i would describe how i feel about sword because it's good but I'm really excited to see where Game Freak goes next. Baby steps. It is, yeah, well. I mean, because granted, they did do Let's Go last year on... Oh, yeah, last year on Switch, and was sort of like their first console one. But this... Mm-hmm. That had enough gimmicks and all that where I'm willing to forgive it for not counting. Like, this is their first console Pokemon game. Yeah. And I think they've done a pretty good job. I agree. I think it's I, I think I, it's a lot of fun. Tell you what, I, actually, one more thing I want to harp on. I get why they did it, because they really want me to participate in all the wild area stuff with the raids and stuff. Why did you dare bring back single consumption, single use TMs called TRs? I hate you. <laughs> I thought we were over this. <laughs> like, And all the good attacks obviously are on them. They're like, hey, here's this TM. I'm like, oh, what is it? Oh, sc- Screech? Where do I get Thunderbolt? Oh, it's a TR. How much is it going to cost me? 5,000 volt watts. I'm like, hang on. So, hang on. Can you but, but, back up? <laughs> and, but, I, but I get to keep that, right? Oh, no, you use it once. I'm like, uh, okay, fine. I thought we were past this. Yeah, like, I think, we, I think we've talked about that on the show before, but how excited we were that we're like, oh, TMs are, are reusable <laughs> now. It's a good thing. We probably did when we were talking about Sun and Moon. Yeah, honestly. when we, we had a conversation, we brought about that. Yeah, I believe. yeah. I just really, I really like it. And then they're suddenly like, "No, you know what? All these really good attacks. Yeah, one use, buy them again." I'm like, "Oh, but I don't want to." One use with a currency that you can only get for participating in certain things, as yeah. well. It's not Granted, like, money. like if you just do if you go online and start rolling around, you can get a lot of it very quickly. Okay, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. That's why my infinite use TMs, dude. Come on. Yeah. Again, not a huge issue, but it's it's mostly because I want Ice Beam and it's a pain in the ass to get because it drops, I think it drops from a, um, like a, a specific raid battle. Okay. I, just have it, I haven't managed to find. I'm like, I want this attack. It's like, nah, nah. I'm like, but I, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. I no think... Ice Beam for you. Sorry, Inteleon. <laughs> 
I think of all the like the game franchises out there, I think Pokemon is one that would actually benefit a lot from being a games as a service. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when you were saying before about like adding new Pokemon to the wild area, like at mm. different events and things like that, I'm like, cool, it's a games as a service. And you know what? That's a, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Um, they, they could even get cheeky. Money. They, if, they, if they wanted to make money, they could even get cheeky by fucking releasing DLC for it. No, but they, they want to still sell their two sixty seventy dollar games a year, Joel, every couple of years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They've got a good thing going, and we're to blame for buying it every know, <laughs> every been, fucking console, every generation. Um, but yeah. I mean, the only ones I've skipped, honestly, is I didn't get Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. Yeah, me neither. Otherwise, I think... Oh, no, I didn't get Ruby or Sapphire either. But apart from that, I think I have a perfect attendance. God damn it. I got, I got the... <laughs> I got the remakes. The remake like, of Ruby I, and Sapphire, I got yeah. Sapphire, yeah. But, but I didn't get the original Game Boy Advance ones. I said, cause I, oh, wait, no, I had Emerald. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, my first one that I actually jumped into on my own console that I actually owned, or my own handheld that I actually owned, was, I think, Diamond and Pearl. They were the ones I jumped in on, because... um. I never had a Game Boy or a Game Boy Advance, so I with that with that, with that dumb rival that tries to like find you nine million dollars or whatever. Oh, that's right. Fuck, I was, stupid loser. I remember, I, I I remember like picking that up when I was living in Ballarat and playing it. It was, um, but yeah, I think it was, and I think it was one of the first ones I finished as well. Um, but yeah, I I, I everyone since then on except for Ultra Sun and Moon, I've I'm pretty sure I've bought uh, or I've played. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah, for sure. Heart Gold and Soul really... Silver, still the best. Yeah, Heart Gold. I mean, it's also mostly because Gold and Silver, which recently celebrated like their twentieth anniversary, yep. are the best Pokemon games. And Gold, Heart Gold, Soul Silver really just sort of evolve on that. And I really like having Pokemon follow me around. And I just really, I really want to play Heart Gold again. It's <laughs> I, I just do. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, I have a fond memory of that. It was like just starting. Ash and I had only hadn't been together very long. We were house sitting in her mum's house. It's a story I always tell everyone about Pokemon. Uh, it's just my favorite, one of my favorite gaming memories. Uh, one of my favorite memories of my relationship with my wife, actually. Um, and I remember we were house sitting, and Pokemon came out that week. And I remember getting up in the morning, going into town, picking up our copies, and coming back home. And we stayed in bed all day next to each other, and we just played Pokemon. And then we got up, we had dinner, and then we went back to bed, and we played Pokemon until we went to bed to like to sleep. And it was just, nice. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it was just, it's one of those memories that I, I remember very, very far sitting next to each other with our um, poker walkers, like shaking them and trying to get <laughs> our steps up because that was how we could cheat oh, them. Poker walkers. Yeah, yeah. Like all that kind of stuff and trying to figure out uh, like more effective ways that we could like get it to get our steps up while we were still just sitting on our asses playing Pokemon. Um, but yeah. I had to say, so I'm great. glad I didn't invest in that Pokeball controller. <laughs> yeah. I kind of still wish I had them. Could it? Joel. They feel really nice. They feel really good. Joel. I know. You can, you can, I saw in the settings, you can enable one hand mode so you can actually use that in the game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did see that actually. So I was like, I I know why this is here. They're like, oh, one hand mode. So you can play it while just using one hand. I'm like, or using the Pokeball controller that you sold to everyone last year. I guess, I guess at least they were like, we should probably, if they did buy it, we should let them use it. Yeah, I mean, good for them for supporting that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. It's just it's like a nice warm blanket like on a cold day, Pokemon. But I think that's enough about our adventures in the Galar region, Joel, because there's something on the horizon in a few weeks' time. 
everyone's everyone's favorite annual event, the Keelys. And of course, if we're going to be dealing with the Keelys, we have to make picks, which means we will move into dope or nope. Nope. Oh, nope. So obviously Dope or Nope is where we typically talk about news and all that and all that stuff. But no jokes. This is, this is just Keeley's. Every year, Joel, we love it. <laughs> I, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like, though, like by selecting our picks, we're doping what we think is going to be the winner of that category. And nope I mean, I'm it. happy for you to sort of try to bend it to be Dope or Nope. But either way, this is happening. I don't think we have to dope on over after everyone, but like that's that's the justification I'm going okay. with. Okay. Yeah. Joel, the Achilles are coming. The nominees yeah. are out there. Mm-hmm. Not on the same day as a big punk and metal festival that I'm going to this year as well. It's on the <laughs> this time. 12th, isn't it? Yeah, it's a week later. <clears throat> nice. So nice, 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 nice. So the twelfth. Even is... though that was, even though that was one of the best days of my like of, of last year for me, because I managed to avoid all spoilers, and that that reveal just was the the cherry on top of a perfect day. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to be able to just sort of kick back and watch it as soon as I can without having to try and dodge the internet. Yeah, it's true. Mm, uh, well, geez, Joel, I guess should we get straight into it? Let's do it. So we've got the list. Now, of course, if this is your first time listening to us go through the Keelys, basically we're going to go through the nominees and we're both going to try and pick who wins. Yes. Um, Some of us might vote with our hearts more than our heads sometimes, and it might be the reason why that person may have lost last year. Um, hey, man, but... I, I'm telling you, sitting here right now, I've done that a couple of times in this, and I'm I'm already looking back at it going, am I right? Am I Am I just being too confident in that game, like believing in it too much? I don't know. Yep. No, so trying to get I, inside I the head of the judges is very hard. It, yeah, it is, especially because it's it's such a wide spectrum of judges as well. And there's also, I think, public vote counts towards things as well this year. Oh god. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know what how the. I don't know how the voting's working that way. I think. I think they implemented that last year, where it was like it was a a, a, it was a portion of the votes. Yeah. yeah. Was a uh, was a public vote so. Yeah, interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, Joel, let's start, I guess. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. So, first up, we have best VR slash AR game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, I looked at some of these nominees and I know most of them. Uh, I, mm-hmm. One of them I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it's the same one. <laughs> it probably is. So, the first, yeah. uh, so the nominees are, we've got Asgard's Wrath. By Sanzaru Games and Oculus Studios. We've got Blood and Truth by Sony Interactive Entertainment London Studio. Mm-hmm. Beat Saber by Beat Games. No Man's Sky by Hello Games. And Trovus Saves the Universe by Squanch Games. Well, this is a no-brainer for me. And I feel like it's probably the safe bet here as well. Um, it's Beat Saber. Yeah, look, I picked Beat Saber too. I think it's got yeah. it in the bag, honestly. Uh, from like the fact that it's got such a big following on like Twitch and like streaming services, like people like watching people play that game. Um, there's an arcade unit version of it that is at one of the um the uh, I guess sister venues from the venue that I work at uh, in the city, which is the, uh, how I played it for the first time. Oh, nice. Um, 
Yeah, it and so I've I have played it and it's I it's it's the real deal. It's fucking great. Like it it is a fun game and it delivers on what it sets out to do. Um I just feel like so, feel like it pops up almost daily at this point online. Yeah. They just had a panic at the disco like song pack for it. Like it drops. And I'm like, fuck yeah. They're like, hey, cool, what if we had this like VR rhythm game, Joel? I'm like, yeah, all right, that sounds pretty good. You've played it now, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, what if we told you we put one of your favourite band's music in it? Well, fucking, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, you got me. I mean, all right. It is sitting in my wish list on the PlayStation Store. It's going to fucking... I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Um, I just... I don't... Like, it's like, all those games are probably pretty good. Like, I know I heard good... I haven't tried No Man's Sky in VR, but I know that the, new, the update that they dropped this year was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try it yet either. And I've got it sitting there to try out, but I just haven't got around to it yet. It's been way too busy with everything else. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. Life is busy. Uh, Blood, Blood and Truth had a, a really good, like, um, like, crit, like people were pretty positive on that when it came out as well. Um, and then you've got Trover Saves the Universe, which is, you know, um, I think William Pugh helped out with that, maybe. I don't know, but it's, you know, Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty. Um and then there's Asgard's Wrath, which I have no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah, that was the one where I looked. I was looking at first of all like a text list. I'm like, what is that? Yep. Um, it makes sense the fact that it is it's Oculus Studio, so I'm assuming it's an Oculus exclusive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Beat Saber's got to be the winner there. I'd be right. very surprised if it's not. All right, Joel. This one should be fun. Mm-hmm. Next up is best strategy. Okay. We've got Age of Wonders Planet Age of Wonders Planetfall, Anno eighteen hundred, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six, and Wargroove. I'm interested to hear what you picked here, Kyron. This might be one where maybe I'm going with my heart. <laughs> okay. Alright. If only because I'm furious it wasn't nominated anywhere else. <laughs> yep. And I, I just I have to. I have to pick Fire Emblem Three Houses. Kyron, on on your behalf, I've picked Fire Emblem Three Houses as well, but I I think I think it's probably what it's between that and Wargroove, maybe. Oh, I don't know, man. I heard like there's I've heard good things about Age of Wonders and Total War. Okay, all right. So, so I mean, strategy games are like pretty a little bit out of my wheelhouse, so I'm sort of out of the loop of that. But Fire Emblem like seemed like it reviewed really well, and the people that did play it really enjoyed it. Um, for what it was as well, so I feel like that that's my like you know thought process going into picking it, and also you know I gotta I gotta I gotta represent you. I gotta represent you, Kyrie. <laughs> I poured so much time into that game, and I love it, and I hope it wins just so at least for some recognition for it at the Game Awards this year. Yeah, I think yeah, and that's the other reason too because I think it's it probably probably deserves a nod in 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 Game of the Year. I reckon maybe it wasn't gonna win, but probably deserved a nod yeah look as much as i love smash i probably would have bounced it for that honestly okay that's Pure, fair. like only because it's smash i get why it's eligible because you know it came out it missed the cutoff from last year's game wars so it became a part of this year's i just mm-hmm. as good as smash is i think as a game that i experienced i loved fire emblem more but again, this is a whole different discussion. But yeah, I I, yeah. I had to pick Fire Emblem. I had to. Yeah, I think um, I think as well. Like Smash Ultimate probably wasn't a lot of people's first Smash game. I think 
It would have been Wii U or uh, actually not Wii U, it would have been Brawl. Um, whereas I feel like Fire Emblem Three Houses was a lot of people's first Fire Emblem, and I, I, it was like the Persona Four Golden. Or even the Persona 5 of the Fire Emblem series, where yeah, it's like, it this definitely... series has been going around for a while, and it's brought to the forefront this year. Persona 5 is a good comparison, because I I mm. believe that Awakening was the golden, because that was where everyone else was sort of like, okay. oh, hang on a second. And then it yep. progressed further with Three Houses. But yeah, we'll see. Yep. Uh, we'll next see. up is uh, Sports Racing Game, Joel. Look out. Normally, I'd be, I'd be you know... I have a say in this one, but I couldn't give a fuck this year, yeah. honestly. I'm picking on the fly here because our nominees are Crash Team... Oh, God, where'd you go? There we go. Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, Dirt Rally 2.0, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020, F1 2019, and FIFA 20. What'd you go with? I'm on the fly here, and looking at these nominees, I'm gonna pick Crash... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I mean, of all those games, it's the only one that had, like, I heard people talking about this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that really like those other games. I think I've heard some really good things about Dirt Rally 2.0. Um, the Dirt series in general is apparently really good. I, remember, I haven't played any since Dirt 3 on the PS3, um, which is a good game. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, like there was just nothing that really stuck out to me. It's because we don't have any good fucking arcade races out there. And mm-hmm. I hear middling things about Need for Speed Heat, and I'm really sad about it. So, um, yeah, like, it's fine. Crash. Yeah. It's the only time Crash is going to get my vote. Like, looking at the list, I sort of just, yeah, I picked Crash, honestly, for sort of the same reason where the other ones are all sort of just, I mean, obviously not Dirt Point, like, but. E-Football, F1, and FIFA are basically all annual. And I'm like, if one of those wins, I'm sorry, but eh. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, And, and it seems like there's been some, uh, you know, I mean, they did add microtransactions to it, but it seems like, like Crash Team Racing was getting supported pretty well with some good content for a while there as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, that's all I've got to say about that. The next one's a doozy. It's our first doozy. Yep. We've got score and music. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a boy. This category is packed, and I've sweated thinking about who I would pick for this. So first up, we've got Cadence of Hyrule, which is of course the Crypt of a Necrodancer cross Legend of Zelda. We've mm-hmm. got Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, two indie games in this mix, and both of them I've played and are very, very good. Uh, it's <laughs> And so I, I was saying to you before we started recording that um, I had a category where I had I had listed two and I can't pick because I want to talk it out. Uh, this is that category, okay. Fair enough. Um, it's I have two with the potential for a third, but I think it's I'm settled on the two at the moment. But I just got to figure out which one I want. So I want to hear what you what you what your thoughts on on the whole situation. I had a thought a few days ago, Joel. Okay. Because obviously we are starting to think about our Game of the Year stuff, and we're going to try and not only say we're definitely going to do some category stuff, but we were thinking about it, and I was like, hey, would this count for best soundtrack? It is sort of like a remix album, but I think it's incredibly strong. I went with Cadence of Hyrule. Okay. Even just like playing it a little bit today, I'm like, oh, this soundtrack is just so good. It is very good. It's everything you love about a Zelda soundtrack, but like 
remixed and sort of mashed up to perfection by the crypt of the necrodancer team at uh brace yourself games and it's yeah just, for someone like me oh. who who I, like i i adored crypt of the necrodancer i played so much of it and i really because it's it's if you want to boil down a game for me it's an indie game that's a rhythm based dungeon crawler roguelike and i'm like all right fucking yes take all my money that's that's my game like um yeah and i'm sad i haven't played as much of cadence of hyrule as i'd like to have um it's just trying to find time to put some headphones on and actually sit down with it yeah it absolutely um, needs headphones to be enjoyed i, I believe mm. or, or like on the tv with like a sound bar and yeah, you know yeah. that kind of setup like um, a good sound setup of some description so that's what i picked <laughs> Okay, you've not helped me at all because I didn't pick that. That was my outlier. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, I'll tell you, you what, guess I was, the, the I was, between? I'm going to guess it's between Death Stranding and Sayonara. Yes, they're the two that I've narrowed it down to. And I, I keep flip-flopping because I've listened to songs from both soundtracks on the regular since either hearing them or finishing the game uh, in the case of Sayonara Wild Hearts, or just in the case of just hearing them in uh, in Death Stranding, Stranding's case, I legitimately think Ludens by Bring Me the Horizon is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, I it's one of my favorite Bring Me the Horizon songs now. Um, same goes for Churches with Death Stranding, like excellent, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I messaged you the other day saying that the soundtrack had um, uh, a track by someone uh, by an artist called the SLP. Um, and that's the, one of the guys from Kasabian who we both were kind of into a while ago as well. Um, and I was like, man, this soundtrack is just, and then you've got like, you know, all the stuff from low raw, which is just excellent. And I get really mad when I get to a location and it cuts a song out. I hate it so much. (laughs) Fucking annoys me so much. As soon as a low raw song starts playing, I'm like, cool, I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, I should do that from now on. Oh, how, should, dare you, just... how dare you run when low war, low roar is playing? Oh, I don't run, Kyron. <laughs> I'm all about I'm all about the vehicle life. Um, oh god. So no, I should just pull over. I think and just get out of the car. Sit, you know, as Sam would say, I've got to stretch my legs, sit down, take a rest. So what's it going to be, Joel? Beauty. What's it going to be? <sighs> I tell you what, if this if this had been just original song, I would not be. I wouldn't be second guessing anything but Devil Trigger from TMC Five, but because yeah, it's like, like <laughs> overall music, I'm like, oh no, I just I think Cadence of Hyrule is so strong. It's Devil May Cry Five is here solely for Devil Trigger. Like it's just that one song. Devil Trigger is a list. really good song. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, I really like the stuff from Kingdom Hearts Three as well. I really like Face My Fears, um, and um, Don't Think Twice is a really great track as well. Just like classic, um, Utada Hikaru. Um, but I just think, man, this is a, yeah, like you said, a doozy of a category this year. It is. Um, um, Make your choice. I'm going to go with Death Stranding. Okay. Yep. Death I'm, Stranding it is. I'm locking it in, Joel. Done. As much as I, it pains me to say, because I, I, Sayonara Wild Hearts is just... I mean, the fact of the matter is... It, it is marketed as a pop album, so score of music is kind of its its forte, um, and it does it so fucking well. It's my easily my favorite part of the game is the soundtrack. So, um, but yeah, I think Death Stranding is just. I've actually been playing it with headphones now. Like when I play, when I sit down and play Death Stranding, I play with headphones now. It's really good. It's really good it's headphones. Really good. I've got my my um, uh, Audio Technica 
Uh, MX BTs, all good. Sit down, nice sound quality in them. Yeah, anyway. All right, Joel, it's time for Best RPG. Okay. So this time, we've got some, we've got some new faces in the mix. Uh, mm-hmm. But nominees this time are Des- Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and The Outer Worlds. I've, I've only finished one of these games, and it's the one I'm definitely not voting for. Um, I have gone for Disco Elysium. I also did. Yeah. That game has picked up a lot of positive steam in the last two or three weeks. It really has. But, I mean, Outer Worlds could really take it as well. That's the thing. It could. For me, Hmm. like, personally, again, I haven't played Disco Elysium, but from what I've read about it and heard about it and seen about it, the the depth you can go into with the role-playing in that is just insane. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's like the fact that all the the um, what are they called? The traits or the the stats? Uh, I like voices in your head, sort of thing. Like that seems like a really fascinating way of dealing with that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it's it's been getting a, a really good run. A lot of people have been. I mean, Gamespot gave it a ten out of ten. So yep. we know yeah. who Gamespot Gamespot's probably going to be voting for that one. I would say. <laughs> Well, because that was the the Australian review was the one that was a ten, but I think that's the oh, one they used it? on their website. Honestly, right? So Australia yeah. represent giving that game a ten. Hey. So yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It's it's gonna pop up in my picks a lot, and I'm worried I may have, I may believe in it too much, but we'll see. We've only got one differentiating thing so far. I think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes going forward. <clears throat> yeah. So now we move on to best performance. Yes. So is this one we've got Ashley Birch as Pavadi Holcomb from The Outer Worlds. We've got Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden from Control. Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz from Gears 5. Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. Matthew Porretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control. And Norman Reedus as Goddammit Sam Porter Bridges Death Stranding. <laughs> well, he has to be there. God, and he'll be at the show as oh, well. Of course. Like, he'll present an award, and Kojima will come out in the light bridge again or something. I, I don't want, know. I want Mads Mikkelsen to be there. Fucking, I hope so. Mads is the oh, best. Oh, man. I just want Mads there to go up on stage with, with Kojima yes. to accept the award if he wins. Yes. This um, is the one I'm really scratching my head over, Joel, honestly. I thought, I, I, so the one that I've got tentatively penciled in is like me voting with my heart because I really really enjoyed their performance but man this is um it's a really good lineup of <laughs> performances and there's only one that I haven't really experienced which is um Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz yeah I've um, got I've got Gears 5 downloaded on my Xbox it's just a matter uh, of you know yeah playing it <laughs> yeah exactly I should download it on on um my PC um but I mean, I have no, I have no doubt that Laura Bailey would have given a oh yeah for sure. Laura Bailey is incredibly talented. She's fucking fantastic, yeah. Um, but yeah, and even like the, the the time I spent with Pavati in in the Outer Worlds, she's like Ashley Birch. I just, I love. She's probably one of my favorite, like like uh, video game voice actor performers. She's right up there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the top echelon for me. Hmm. Oh, 
it's tough. Uh, even now, when I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll pick this person, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I want to say special shout-outs to... No, I'm sorry, Norman Reedus, but special shout-outs to, like, everyone else on the Death Stranding cast. And it's, like, Norman Reedus' stuff is good in the game. Yeah. But he, it's... He doesn't have much of it. When he does, like, I've had some really good cutscenes where he talks about his backstory and stuff. And they were good. They were very good. But it's, I, keep, I, I think I keep thinking of, I, I, I think of Troy Baker. I think of Leah as fragile. I think of Margaret mm. as, as mama. I think of uh, the capture on Nicholas as um, Heartman. Because I don't think he performs it. He's just a capture, maybe? Yeah, I think, I think it's just a capture. Yeah, I think it's a voice. It's same as um, Guillermo del Toro as well. Even though he sort of sounds a bit like del Toro. He does, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's this, this is tricky, Joel. <sighs> it really is. I, this is honestly a category where I think you got to follow your heart. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with my with my original choice, which is uh, uh Matthew Peretta okay. as Doctor Casper Darling from Control. I like, it. Cause I like it, Joel. I really liked uh, seeing the progression of that character that you never meet. Um, yet. <laughs> I have I have uh, thoughts that maybe down the track in those DLC packs, but oh man, I, I picked it up what was on special. I'm ready as soon as my copy comes back to my shores. Yeah, yeah, it's doing the rounds now. I know, I've, I've passed it on I'm to happy someone to else. Share the control of. <sighs> Such a good game. Um, and I really loved like like Courtney Hope's performance as Jesse Faden was excellent as well. Like just yeah, I man, yeah, lots of people in that game were really good, but I just I really liked. Seeing the progression, there's that the, um, the last few entries that you get from Doctor Casper Darling are very very good, um, and that's all I'll say about that because it's kind of spoilery, um, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I really like that, and I I liked I every time I got a new video from him, like I, I'd always watch it. I like I mean I watched everything anyway, but like. Um, I watched it because I like they were sometimes really funny and awkward and really cheesy in a in a really like kitschy kind of way, um, and I thought he really was really great in it as well. Even just looking at his face there, I'm like, oh, he looks so lovable. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. What what, what have you settled on, Karen? Oh God, I'm still so torn, Joel. Um, okay, I am going to go. Oh. I'm going to go, and it's, I've seen a bit more of him as a, as a character. I'm going to go with Mads Mikkelsen. It's not a bad choice, I think. I honestly, again, it feels, it's going to suck to say this, but like, there are some, like, even just the little snippets you get from BB, I've seen some really, just some interesting performance stuff from him. So just, that's all just, I've had from him so far. Yeah. And it's, when that's you... been really interesting. I'm like... Where is this going? And my mind is just racing with when where you interact with him more. It's just yeah, I think he does such a good job. His character is very interesting, cool. And yeah, I think Mads just hits out the park, and I really can't say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Honestly, I just it's, can't. <laughs> it's weird that we're like you know we're like well we. we I like this, and that's all I can say because I don't want to spoil it. Like, yeah, but for Mads especially because I don't want to be spoiling it for people; I'll be spoiling it for you. And I, yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so I'm going to go off Mads Mickelson. All right, oh, solid, solid pick. All right, so next up we've got best ongoing game, Joel. Mm-hmm. So we've got I'll... lots of lots of uh, 
uh, experience with these ones. Yeah, well, I'll actually, out. no, that's okay. Okay, that's yeah. You've got experience with one of them. Yeah. So we've got oh god, go away, pop up. So we've got Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, like I said, I've got no real attachment to any of these. I'm just going to go for Apex Legends because it sort of like nice. broke the mold a little bit. I'm glad we're, um, we're splitting here. Yeah, I, I thought like it broke the mold this year. It sort of really shook things up. Um, I was tossing up between that and Fortnite because of uh, Fortnite did the same thing, sort of like one-upped them a little bit. But um, I'm also a sucker for Respawn, so <laughs> it's they've had a good year this year. Yeah. Um, that's all they they, they really have, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice. Just because okay. first of all, I think it's finally time this game was recognized for this game just keeps getting better. Yeah. So it's I hear. the reviews for Shadowbringers, which I man, I've tried, I've reached up to this game like two or three times to try and get there. I think I'm I think I am just about to start Heaven's Ward, which is the first expansion. Cool. Yep. <laughs> this is like the th- fourth expansion i think so you know i've got probably mm-hmm. another uh, so much yeah. time but don't think about it i just think square enix has supported it so well all of the content has been great they just had that incredible near raid with yep you know what for with what is actually the best song of the year which is the final fantasy 14 battle medley <laughs> like mashed together with uh weight of the world from near automata yep. it is probably the best song this year don't at me okay Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious, honestly, go listen to it because I just think it's incredible. Mostly because Weight of the World is such a good song and the Final Fantasy, like the medley they use in battle is iconic. It's just, is beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with 14. I think, I'm okay. hoping that Square can bring it home for their, their MMO. I mean, if it's going to be, it, it seems like this is the year for it if it's going to happen, so. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Excellent. Oh boy, it's time for another head scratcher, Joel. This mm-hmm. one's a tough one. So we've got Best Narrative. So, up for nomination is A Plague Tale Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. I voted with my heart here and also because I haven't finished Death Stranding yet. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm going with Control. I, I, Anytime I think about that game, I just think about how much I enjoyed... Not only just playing that game, but like experiencing the story and reading through all those like redacted files and all the information about like the um uh, the um objects of power and stuff. Like, I was fascinated by all of that shit. Um, it was like my first foray into weird fiction, and I'm kind of into it now. I'm gonna try and search some more stuff out. Um, and, and do some more some more reading on things because I, I think it's the kind of stuff I really like where it's like it's like psycho horror kind of weird stuff. It's why I like Black Mirror where it's like this could be real. Like this, this makes sense. There's all this wild stuff where they're talking about like fabricating things in, in the real world to sort of keep people off the trail of what's actually going on. Like I I loved all yeah. that and just fascinated by the Bureau of Control, the Federal Bureau of Control, and uh, all its secrets and and mysteries that are hidden within. Well, so. Control Control is my pick as well. It is yeah. this is honestly the category where I was just like, I really regret not having played Disco Elysium. Yep, 
because I again I've heard that story is really really good, but I do I agree honestly on all fronts. Uh, the vibes, the like Twin Peaks, the mm-hmm. the X Files, all that, all those vibes you get from Control are super up my alley. All the characters and the way their stories weave together is cool, and it doesn't answer every question. It gives you enough enough to ponder when you hit credits. Like it does. It's such an yep. interesting, intriguing game, and I truly, 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 truly hope it wins best narrative. It feels like the the game remedy you have always yeah. wanted to make. Like and, Sam Lake uh, is like he would treat me the other day. He's gone into writing a new game, oh. and everyone's like Alan Wake Two, please. I'm like, no, Control no. Two, please. Yeah, Control Two, or do something new. I'd rather yeah, no, just some, have new IPs from them. I mean, them. something like, new, but like also just more control as well. Yeah, more control for sure. Um, and I heard really, really good things about it. Plague Tale Innocence as well. Yeah, but, me too. That's um, another one. I'm sort of wishing I'd played. Yeah, and of course, Death Stranding so far the story is good, but I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know how it wraps up. Exactly. It's, it's again. Uh, I think. I think the only one ever I'm sort of like, eh, having having finished it, I'm like, eh, Outer World's story was okay. Mm-hmm. I think the character stuff in that game is better. The overall, like, the overarching narrative I felt was kind of flat in the end, but, um, yeah. From from what I gather, it's like the moment-to-moment, like, the smaller stories that are in that overarching story are the more interesting ones. Yeah, for sure. From what I hear. Uh, all right. So next up, we've got multiplayer game. The best multiplayer we've got... Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I'm voting with my heart again, Karen. So am I, actually, in a weird way. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I'm going for Division 2, man. Nice. I want to see it get the nod, because, like, that game is fucking good. Just from a personal point of view, like, and you and I can both attest to this, that the fact that we both played one and we weren't super into it. Like we wanted to, but it was like, I, for me, it was, I played it a bit too late in the game and I was like, ah, okay, um, I'm not really feeling this. And then we played the beta of two and we didn't like it. We were both just like, eh. Uh, and then it came out and people were going, it's pretty good guys. And I was, it, it was Greg Miller that sort of pushed me over the edge a little bit. Uh, and then when we finally got it, man, playing that game, we played so much of that game and I, loved it i loved every minute of it i love playing solo i love playing with you guys i love squatting up with my uh, my boss from work like it was i had a really 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 good time and for a period of time there up until like i play i guess control like it was my game of the year like i was like this is the best game i've played this year so it's a little bit with my heart i don't know if it's gonna win i feel like maybe cod or apex legends might come uh, come through with the goods, but it'd be funny I'll... if Apex Legends won because honestly, the winner should be the best battle royale game on this list. It should be Tetris ninety nine. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, is that your pick? Honestly, it's my it's my goddamn pick. It's not going to win, but it is the best game, the best multiplayer game here. I loved it. I'm bad at Tetris, and it's mm-hmm. so fun. Oh yeah, you know what though? I don't think it's a far stretch from winning. To be honest, I think it might have a little bit more of a chance of winning the, the division two. <laughs> we'll see, I um, guess. But because uh... it, it would, everyone loved it when it came out, and they've supported it really well since. So, um, yeah. yeah, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that. For better or worse, I just believe in Tetris ninety nine. It's a fun time. Yep. Good. Good pick. So, next up is your wheelhouse. Yep. 100%. We've got Best Mobile Game. We've got Call of Duty Mobile. We've got Grindstone. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sky. Children of the Light. I wish I could play it. And mm-hmm. What the Golf. 
Uh, it reminded me that I should probably go and download Sky Children of the Light because I think it's on Apple Arcade. So I should really check that out. Um, but uh, three of these games are in contention for like my top 10 for the year. Let's, let's put that out there now. Um, and it's, yeah, like, so it was between like Grindstone, Sayonara Wild Hearts and What the Golf. Um, I don't think this will win. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm changing mine up. Ooh. I'm actually changing mine up. I was going to vote for What the Golf because I would like to see it win because I think it's generally, it's one of the funniest games I've played this year. I've openly laughed at that game more than I, um, than some games I've played this year that have tried to be funny. Um, but I'm going to change it to Grindstone. I, have, I just want to let you know, Joel, because I'm filling out our picks here. I had already entered Grindstone when you said that. <laughs> um, I've played so a I, lot I of Grindstone. I remember your discussion from the other, the, other, the other week. I'm like, it's he's going to pick Grindstone, and that's fine. It's, it's really good. Um, everything about it's fantastic. Like, the visual art style of it, the gameplay is fantastic. Um, and a lot of people, are, it, it was one of the ones that I first saw gaining a lot of buzz when Apple Arcade first launched on Twitter. Um, a lot of people were talking about it. And a few people I have heard have, like, you know, people like Greg Miller and, and stuff like that have said, yeah, it's, like, top 10 for me this year. And, I'd like, I'd be inclined to agree. Um, so I think that one might be the one to to bring it home. Um, but, I mean, Sayonara Wild Hearts could take it as well. Yeah, a, I, I ended up going for Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, I mean, mostly because it's the one I've played. Yeah, that's ad- true. Yeah. Admittedly. But also, I just think it's such a strong game, mm-hmm. and even though I think it's at home on a controller, the fact that you could play a game like that on mobile is pretty impressive. Yep. And I, yeah, I think it's just really a, just a solid eighty-minute experience to just get some sweet tunes, some fun gameplay. Still, should be album mode initially, but yeah, I I think it might bring it home. Yeah. And again, it I- was a, it's honestly a toss-up. A lot of those games have a pretty good shot. I would honestly, like, as much as I would like to see Sayonara Wild Hearts win something in general, um, I don't think it should be nominated. I know it's an exclusive on Apple Arcade and on mobile, but because it is on other consoles and because, like you said, it's, I think, better with a controller, um, whereas Grindstone feels like it is a game that is made for mobiles and would not really be able to be played. Oh, you could play it with a controller, I guess. but You could absolutely play it with a controller. <laughs> yeah, but it's a... Okay, whatever. But you can't though. That's the thing. Anyway, that's that's my that's my uh, my hot take on that situation. <laughs> the next one should be an interesting one because we're off the best uh, indie now. Yeah. So for best indie, we've got Barber is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. Mm. This is this one was one of, again going through the list. I'm like, boy, this is. This is tough. I need to go back to the Outer Wilds. Um, me too, man. Me too. And play play a bit more of it. And I didn't I play, play this game either. Uh, and yeah, Barbara is you. I hear is really really interesting. And then um, you've got Disco Elysium. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna go for it though, because <laughs> Joel's voting with his heart again. I don't think it's gonna, it's definitely not going to win, but Katana Zero is my pick. Yeah, I, I again, I thought it might be. I honestly, for the same reason, I went with Goose Game. Yep. Again, if, um, mostly because I would again would love it to 
to be recognized really that'd be so cool mm-hmm. but also i just it's a as much as i love the idea and i will play disco elysium the thing that's most appealing to me about goose game is like you sit down and you play it for three hours and you're like that was a really fun experience and the thing is it's accessible to anyone yes and the it's that's apparent is very low that's apparent to seeing the reaction to it online that everyone played it or had had a go at it and was like yeah this is good like this is well, fun I, i've already seen people joking that they want to see the goose like taking awards off of people oh my god they were like we want the goose at the game awards i'm like wow <laughs> this thing is this thing is going Fucking to be immortal keely make it happen it replaces it with the statue of itself. Make sure um, the goose is loose. Yeah, the goose is loose. Um, yeah, well, I went for Katana Zero. Voting with my heart. Yeah. Um, it's Devolver Digital, like, published game. And it's also, it's really good. Like, this, this, it's got a really interesting story. The art style is fantastic. The music is top-notch. Uh, and the gameplay is super tight. Um, and I really enjoyed my time with it. Reminded me, though, I had to go back. I'm going to go back and check something in there because I feel like there was... Actually, I'm going to look online for it. I probably would have heard about it, though, at this stage. Anyway, but, um, yeah, Katana Zero is my pick. It's on my it's on my wish list on the Switch. I dream of getting to it. <laughs> it's very good. It's a good game. I enjoyed All right. it. Next up is Games for Impact. Mm-hmm. Again, some interesting nominees here. One in particular that I, just, I almost want to pick because I love the idea of it. So they've got Concrete Genie. We've got Grease, Kind Words, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. Uh, I'm picking the game that you, I think, would have picked because it's a fascinating idea. Because I've not actually played any of these games. Um, but I remember you told me about Kind Words. <laughs> are you going to pick it, are you? Yeah, I absolutely am. Because I think this embodies what this category is about. That's my justification for picking it. Um it's such a fascinating idea. Uh, and I think, yeah, like the, the, the subject is for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message that sums up what kind words is to me. That's the whole jam of kind words. Yeah. Look, uh, now I want to pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm picking kind words. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love its full name as well. Oh yeah, lo-fi beats to chill to is chill yeah. to yeah. I just love the idea of a game that that you just you write letters, mm-hmm. and you send them out, and people respond. It's 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 yeah, a simple idea, but I think as you said, very truly embodies that very description of yeah. like what this game should be. Absolutely, yeah. That 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 is like the pure embodiment of this category. So that's yeah. I, and okay. I've heard I've heard amazing things about Concrete Genie. Uh, you talking to me about uh, Gree, I was Gree's. like... It was like, I nearly like, when you picked him, like, should I change to Gree? Uh, I really like Gree. It's a I'm, pretty beautiful game. <laughs> I mean, it could it could take it, honestly. Um, and then, yeah, there's Sea of Solitude, which I wanted to check out, but just never did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just think, yeah, Kind Words, when I heard that was nominated, I was like, oh, there's that game Kyron told me about. Yeah, it's yeah, a really that's cool game. Definitely, that definitely is like the uh embodiment of that category so it's on my list of things to check out paul interview if i can mm-hmm. it yeah. seems like a much easier thing to check out as well because you just sort of log in and do your time and such but hey yeah just we'll see. take it at your own own accord <clears throat> well joel next mm-hmm. up is best game direction 
again, this is a doozy of a category, and I'm still yeah. thinking about my answer. I keep reading the description; it's changing my answer every second. So that's that's the thing. I've been reading the descriptions. That's why I was like, okay, I'm thinking about this like from a like a a, a, a judge <laughs> objective point of view. Yeah. So we've got control. Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Wilds. See, I'm starting to think about changing mine now, too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, No, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I went with Death Stranding. Oh, really? What were you going to change to? Control. Really? Mine's the opposite. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, Like... Well, I guess it's not the option. I was, I was thinking. Oh, now I don't know. Like, because here's because here's the thing. When I when I put myself in the, sh- the shoes, like it's it's really hard to argue. Just how much of Kojima's like, just even just, Destroying is such a weird thing, right? It shouldn't yeah. exist. It's this ridiculous big budget game. That. It's just so, different. Yeah, it's. <sighs> innovative it is say in yeah its direction and especially in its design and its yeah. mechanics are just but yeah. then you look at outstanding creative vision and control yeah i'm gonna go off control it might okay. to be different and because the stuff that happens in control is wild especially from a game direction like there's some creative stuff in that game yeah there really is ashtray maze <laughs> um, two words fuck also take control anyway everyone play control yes please do it's so good (laughs) uh all right so now we've got the fresh indie game presented by subway (laughs) i made sure to save it presented by subway thank you thank you yeah i don't care if you mentioned the sponsors for any of the other ones that are sponsored that one just makes me laugh every time i have some contention with this one but we'll see uh (laughs) so we've got za slash um for disco elysium Nomada Studio for Gree, Dead Toast Entertainment for My Friend Pedro, Pedro, Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds, Mega Crit for Slave Aspire, and House House for Untitled Goose Game. This category was great because it made me realize that Slave Aspire was in early access from 2017 and only fully released this year, which technically means I could put it in my top 10. This one had me scratching my head because I'm like, Jeff Keighley, you do know that House House made Push Me Pull You in 2016, right? But yeah. hey, I, I get it. Like, Goose Game is the one that blew up. And it's not like that. But the thing was that Push Me Pull You, it wasn't like that game wasn't, like, swept under the radar, uh, went under the radar. It, um, th- there was a lot of YouTube presence around that game because that's oh, what yeah, that I game know. was built know. for. Like, it this was built for catch co-op stuff. Um... Probably not a wise idea, but I'm gonna go for Slay the Spire. Joel, I like that you that you believe. I am. I maybe I'm just a sucker for punishment. I just want to torture myself <laughs> without without stakes. But we'll see. Um, I am. I'm struggling because I'm torn between ZA slash UM. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Mobius Digital. I was thinking about Outer Wilds. I might go with Mobius Digital because okay, I think I think they've done a great job making a very again it sounds so stock 
right to say it like this but they've made a very interesting video game yeah i love uh, yeah. the the idea of just like hey here's this small little galaxy you can explore on i think it's 20 minute cycles is it yeah like every 20 minutes basically something happens that resets the loop and it's just and just with the controls as well like flying the ship landing on planets there's just so much going on i i truly believe that it's a good game and it's an amazing especially for like their first game mm, true very very impressive yep um i, I i'm with the slightest player because it's i re- i believe it's a really good game um and i was hesitant about like putting it in like top 10s and stuff like that for the end of the year but um then i realized that yeah it had its full release this year it's been in early access and from 2017 until now so it's been a, it's been a long process for them to get to this i think it was a kickstarter game as well um but uh it's a really good game um especially if you like that kind of game which is a roguelike deck builder um in a surprise twist the game that i'm talking no, about no 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 joel no. i am shocked i know oh i'm coming out left and right with the hot takes this week um but yeah i'm voting with my heart slay the spire all right the next one should be pretty uh i i it's just come on guys. i mean it's there's, there's I don't like, even t- just, yeah <laughs> i mean there's only there's like one nominee but you're looking at this and you're like did you really just need that extra nominee so we've got best fighting game We've got mm-hmm. Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, which is the winner? Yeah, I think we're both picking Smash. I think uh, so, because it's a smart thing to do. At the same time, I do want to say that Mortal Kombat 11, I, I watched the story mode because I acknowledged I was never going to play it. Yep. I watched um Maximilian Dude play through it over the course of a few weeks back, oh, back several months ago now. And that's a very impressive fighting game. Same for Samurai Showdown. What I've seen of that game, yeah, like played, it seems really cool. And I love. I just, and it's just a small thing, but I love that you can have your sword knocked out of your hand, and then you've got to go get it back. And the other player can just be like, "No, nah, I gotcha." <laughs> like, and just little things like that. But that weapon that you are you rely on it so heavily, you can lose it. And I just it's, think that's cool. It seems like such an SNK thing as well. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um. But, yeah, no, Mortal Kombat 11 as well. Like, I mean, Netherrealm are, like, at the forefront for putting story modes in fighting games. Like, yeah, like, because of them, I sort of expect it. Like, yeah. Because like, of them, yeah. Street Fighter Five made one, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite launched with one. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, ever since Injustice came out, like, everyone was like, hang on, we can have a good story mode in, in fighting games? Like... And from what I can see about Mortal Kombat 11, like, even just, like, the promotional material leading up to it, like, it was just, they were having so much fun with that. Um, that launch trailer was unfairly good. Yeah, like, it was, it made me want to play the game. I was like, all right, I'm kind of down for this. This seems like a lot of fun. And I, I can only imagine if you were a fan of Mortal Kombat for so long. Which, I mean, we're friends with someone who has been a big Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I don't think he's played it, though. I don't think he has. No. Um, but, like, I could see, like, the appeal and like the, hitting those nostalgia buttons of playing through that story mode. So, I mean, you know, that, that could be the thing that could edge out Smash Brothers maybe, but I really don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think so either. Honestly, I think Smash, <laughs> Smash didn't get to compete last year 
uh, because of its release date. I think it was wait- it's it's been ready since then to take yeah. this award. Honestly, I do. And it's had a pretty stellar year as well. <laughs> yeah, like well, good we'll content. have the combination. Yeah, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, uh, this year. Mm. Yeah, I think I I don't know. I think it's just I think it's got it. It's a bit of a gimme that one. I think. Yeah. So speaking of, oh, I don't know. This one should be interesting. I'm curious yeah. to see your pick. So next up, we have. Uh, I mean, let's be real here. They call it best family game, but it's, it's, the Nintendo it's, it's best Nintendo game. Yep. This this category exists to re- appreciate Nintendo games. <laughs> yep. Uh, the nominees, yeah, the nominees are Luigi's Mansion Three, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker Two, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World, which I honestly forgot came out this year. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's definitely the weakest on the list of those games. It is. It is. Um, I've played three of those games. I own three of those games. I just realized. Oh, um, I my answer was pretty clear, despite not having played it. It's it's the one I most desperately want to play. Yeah, um, I'm going with Luigi's Mansion Three. Interesting. I'm going with Super Mario Maker Two. Nice. Okay. Cool. Because I, I was looking at the category and I was going to go Luigi's Mansion 3. I was like, yep, that seems to be the right thing. And I went, hold up a second. Super Mario Maker 2 had a pretty good showing this year. And it's been doing pretty well ever since. Um, See, I kind of I kind of feel the opposite. I think it's gone okay. quiet. Okay, fair enough. Again, is it, is it, uh, that's, that could be a fun discussion. Like, obviously, I've enjoyed the Don's Design Lab stuff that the Allies have been putting out. Mm-hmm. But... Like, Nintendo hasn't really updated it at all. And That's true. granted, it's a pretty packed game. There's a lot of stuff in there. But first Luigi's Mansion 3 reviews were pretty good. That's true, yeah. It's probably going to win, but I and thought... That, and it's gorgeous in action. Yeah. Oh, I want to get to it eventually. It's at on my list. Point. Yeah. It's, I'm going to... For Christmas, right? For Christmas, my present to myself is going to be one of those, like, two-game vouchers for 134. Oh, nice. I'm going to I'm gonna cash in all the gold coins I've got to bring them down. Yep. And I'm going to get Luigi and I'm going to get Zelda. Oh, good call. Yeah. Weird that didn't get a... In this category. Yeah, it's got it's in another category later on. I it guess. is, but yeah, I just thought maybe considering this is the Nintendo category, probably could have bumped off Yoshi's Crafted World for it. I I think so too. Yeah. But, um. But shout out to Ring Fit Adventure. Very yeah. good game. They finally got the fitness thing right, and it works well, like really well. And it seems to have been pretty well received. Yes, it did. It reviewed really well, <laughs> and it sold out. It sells out like instantly um, when it comes back in stock places. I've seen so. Yeah, shout out to that. All right, so next up, we're getting into some some categories. I'm just going to sort of pick on the fly. <clears throat> this is the lightning round. Yeah, and it, it's you pick what you want. Like, that's it, right? Yeah, I, I think we I think we might pick the, the same for this one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so we've got best esports team. We've got yep. Astralis for CS:GO, G2 Esports for for League of Legends, OG for Dota 2. San Francisco Shock for Overwatch League and Team Liquid for CSGO. Yeah, it's got to be the Shock. Oh, really? I'm going Team Liquid. Oh, really? Now I'm going Shock. Yeah, okay, cool. Just because Blizzard sucked doesn't mean that the the esports players and the Overwatch League wasn't exciting this year, so... Yeah, that's... I don't, watch it, so I don't know. But I, I do know that... I, I mean, I didn't I, either, but I, I was <laughs> keeping tabs on it from afar. I know a few of my favorite Smash players play for Liquid, so yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, again, they're not. It's for CS:GO, but that's my attachment to Liquid at this point. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so next up, we've got 
Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's an esports player. I can oh, I missed the category. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Esports player. We've yes. got... Oh, God. You know what? You can take this one. All right, cool. We've got Kyle <laughs> uh, Bugger. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it that way. Bugger. Uh, Gearsdorf. Uh, Lee Faker Sanghiok. Uh, oh, sorry, Kyle was from uh, Fortnite, from Sentinels. Uh, and Faker is uh, from uh, SK Telecom for League of Legends. Uh, Luca Perks Perkovic uh, for uh, from G2 Esports for League of Legends. Uh, Alexander Simple Kostilev for uh, Natus Vincia CSGO. Not familiar with that one. Uh, and Jay Sinatra won from the San Francisco Shock for Overwatch. I'm going to pick... I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going with Booger because he's that, that 16-year-old kid who won the Fortnite uh, like 1 million invitation or whatever Oh, it was. is he? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure that's him. If um, he is, then I'm picking him too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Let me have a look. It would make sense, honestly. If that, would be, that would be a pretty good thing to get you nominated for this award. Uh, Fortnite. Because, yeah, that is, it was really cool to see, like, all these, like, fucking Today Show boomers going on about, like, oh, you can make games from playing video... You can make uh, money from playing video games. You uh, sure can. Yeah, it's like, yeah, cool. Welcome to the fucking current day, you morons. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, he got swatted mid-game as well. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, uh, like ages uh, a little bit later. Yeah, he won three million. He's sixteen years old. And he won three million dollars at the Fortnite World Cup in New yeah. York. Okay, I'm going for him as well. Then I think <clears throat> yeah. he deserves it. If if that's insane, that is some that is some raw yeah. talent no. right there. He's a he's a pretty cool dude. What a superstar! Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right then. Cool. Want to want to continue on for a bit? Sure. Why not? Uh, we've got esports host. The next category. Uh, we've got uh, EFG. Mm, sorry, I mur- murdered her name. Um, oh man, what? thank <laughs> fucking, alright, so Effigy, Jokes, Deputery. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't realise when I was looking through the name, mm. oh no, I'm sorry. Mm. Lucky the rest of them are pretty good. Uh, and then we've got Alex Machine Richardson, uh, Paul Redeye Sh- uh, Shalina, uh, Alex Goldenboy Mendez, uh, and Duan Candice Yu Xiang. Um, Golden Boy is the only one that I am familiar with because I believe he is a kind of funny best friend. Um, so that's I mean, what, what I with. what I will say also, I I'm probably going to go with him as well because I do he's good. Mm. He's really good at hosting those Overwatch League matches. Uh, yeah. Interesting to note that the description of this award does say irrespective of game. Or uh, yeah, all language. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now, Golden Boy, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Um. Alright, so then we're going to move on to eSports Game of the Year, which is Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. I don't remember who I picked for this. Oh boy, I don't know what to pick for this. Oh, jeez. Ah, Fortnite. You're going Fortnite? I'm going Fortnite. Had a good year. It did, actually. It, yeah. Especially with that, it, it had a confusing year with that re... Yeah, with Chapter 2 and everything. Yeah. Had, um, mm. um, well, I might be different and go with hang what's the let's just do it best overall esports experience to play is inclusive of tournaments oh boy i don't i don't i don't think overwatch has got it this year 
I don't think and, it does either. And that's not even it's not even aside from what happened. No. Like looking looking at the, the the criteria, I just don't think it was that well supported this year, honestly. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. A bit now we know why though, because Overwatch Two was looming on the horizon. Exactly. Um I'm gonna go with Square, I'm going. I'm just going to go off League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, I, from what I hear, it had a pretty good year, so as well, and it um had the spin-off auto chess game as well. Which is... Yeah, like I'm not sure if that's that's gonna, that's not going to count. To be it doesn't, but like you know, it that generates game. hype into the the main game, the core game itself. I guess. Um. Anyway, I don't know much about esports. Uh, <laughs> best esports event. We've got the 2019 Overwatch League Grand Finals. Uh, Evo 2019, Fortnite World Cup, IAM Katowice uh, 2019, League of Legends Championship 2019, and the International 2019. Every year, I will pick Evo because I love Evo. Uh, normally, I'd be with you, but I'm just going to change up this year. I'm going for IAM um, just because it's a good mix of things. I think it's like CSGO and Rainbow Six Siege and a lot of those types of games. Um. So yeah, I'm going for IEM. Nice, interesting. But yeah, Mix normally it up a bit, Joel. yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, normally I'd be with you and go with Evo. Um, but eh, why not? Let's let's get crazy, huh? I just want Evo to win one year. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe the year I don't pick for it. Maybe that's what'll just to really sink the boot in. Um, just free it from the curse of Joel. Yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, oh, we can we can fuck him over and also take out rightful throne. Um. Uh, we've got eSports, best eSports coach. We've got uh, Eric Adrian Hogue for Team Liquid CSGO. Uh, Nuri Kane Zhang from uh, Team Liquid for League of Legends. Uh, Fabian Grabs uh, Lohmann uh, for a G2 eSports for League of Legends. Kim uh, Koma uh, Jong-Gun from SK Telecom T1 for League of Legends. Uh, Tituan... Uh, Sokska Merloz uh, from OG for Dota 2 uh, and Danny Zonic Zorensen for Australis for CSGO um, this is again it's I feel so out of my I'm just going to follow my trend for team and pick the uh, Nuri Yang from Team Liquid cool because I like Team Liquid oh, I, but I also could have picked Hogue nah I'm going to I'm going to stick with Kane uh, I'm going for uh, Zonic just, I feel bad picking these ones because I'm like, I honestly don't know. I'm sorry. I have no idea, but uh, his name was the easiest to say. So who'd you, who who are you going for? Uh, Danny Zonic Zorensen for Australis for CSGO. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I see him there. Yep. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to content creator of the year. Uh, nominees are Courage, Jack Dunlop. Um, same person. Uh, Dr. Lupo, Benjamin Lupo, uh, Ewok, which is Soleil Wheeler, uh, Griff, uh, which is David Martinez, and Shroud, which is Michael Agresiak. Um, I know who Shroud is mm-hmm. because I boot up my Xbox and it's like, hey, Shroud's on Mixer, so I'm going to go with him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm also going to go for someone who recently changed to Mixer, and that's Ewok, because I... Heard about her, uh, and and had to. I did a bit of research before we started recording just to make sure it was the same person. Um, she's a Fortnite streamer, but she's deaf. She's a oh. she's a 13, 14 year old uh, Fortnite streamer who's deaf. 
oh, I hope she wins. I'm yeah. Just, I'm going to stick with my shroud picks so that were different, but I honestly hope she wins. Yeah. Um, and she was also, a, she's like massive. She was like a massive streamer in Fortnite and she's recently moved to uh, Mixer as well. Um, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I hope she really gets out that's, there. and t- That's really cool. I don't know how really I heard cool. about that, but yeah, it was uh, through some channels I heard that about Ewok and I was like, cool. It's neat. Nice. Um, all right, community support. We're almost through. We're almost back into ones where we've we've actually got to say on. Um, uh, community support. Uh, we've got the nominees: uh, Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Again, this one's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tempted to follow my trend of like following my my best ongoing and go with fourteen. But I don't know. I'm starting to second guess mine now too. Again, it's tough because if it's this is specifically about yeah, the community support stuff. Transparency and responsiveness. Hmm. I'm changing mine up. Ooh. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm it's a head scratcher. I'm gonna go fourteen. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna go with Destiny too. I, that was the other one I was looking at because of all the, as as Bungie freed themselves, mm-hmm. and, and was, also the fact that yeah, when they went free to play, like th- th- those numbers they were pulling the first few weeks were pretty big. Um, yeah, I was looking were, at them. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Like, uh, I was gonna go with Fortnite because of the like, um, the chapter two stuff, but then. You said about tra- like I was reading rereading it again. Transparency and responsiveness. They shut their game off without telling anyone what was going yeah. on. Um, and granted, they got the hype and the talk they wanted, but it was a really confusing yeah, time for everyone. That is kind of the opposite of transparency. So, I guess that's why I'm changing it up. Um, would you like me to keep going? Do you want to, do you want to switch yeah, back again? Just don't forget to don't forget the sponsors. Is what I'll say for one of the ones coming up. Which one is that one? <laughs> Oh, okay. I I was I didn't care about that one. That one's not as funny as the, as the other one. That one's it's not as funny. It's kind of funny. It's co- yeah. I, Nothing's as funny as fresh subway. Though. Yeah, the because uh, the name of the category is like fresh indie game. I'm like, oh, that's so gross. Um, that's sponsor money right there. Yeah, it really is. It's no chic Hydrobot, but it's, I miss Hydrobot. Bring yeah. back Hydrobot. Yeah, bring back Hydrobot. If not to see Carl Bossman interact with it again, <laughs> just much to his chagrin. Oh boy! Um, all right, so we're almost there. We're in the home stretch now. We've got audio design. The nominees are best uh, for best audio design are Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears Five, Resident Evil Two, and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Oh, I went with my heart for this one. I'm mm. going with Resident Evil Two. It's not a terrible idea. To be honest, it's just again, just thinking purely from a sound design perspective, playing that game with headphones, and just it was just so many little things like hearing zombies like clank, like smack on the glass. I'm like, I'm not in a room of windows, but I know there's a room of windows nearby, and I hate it. Where are some planks? I need to board that window up immediately. Yeah, um, just sim- nailing that atmosphere with that sound design was just so good. Similar reason why I'm picking Death Stranding, um, just for that atmosphere yeah, while yeah. when you're playing with headphones on. Um, and for 
also making a, a a replica of the baby Mario from Yoshi's Island that I didn't hate. Um, <laughs> so, and also really stressing me out and also extremely stressing my wife out because she did not like hearing, she just does not like hearing BB cry, um, which adds an extra level of strategy to the game. When I'm playing and she's watching. So we're going to keep him happy, Joel. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't worry. I'll, I'll shake that baby around and make him happy. Um, Sometimes I, I'm like shaking and it does like a wild, like rapid shake for a bit. And I'm like, that's not healthy. <laughs> they told that. They told me not, they told me that that's one thing you shouldn't do. That's <laughs> definitely what you shouldn't do to, to babies. But I don't know. Could be different, um, different type of baby, I guess. Um, Yep, yeah, alright. So, RE2 for you, Death Stranding for me. Cool. Yep, um, off Resi. Awesome. Alright, on to Art Direction, presented by Samsung QLED. Um, is that the one you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then, if we're going to read um, Subway, we're going to read Samsung QLED. Yeah, alright, fair enough. E- fair equal, got to be fair. That's fair, that's fair. It's not as funny, though. Um, it's alright. It's funny, but it's just how it is. So, Best Art Direction. Uh, the nominees are Control... Death Stranding, Gree, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It's only oh, appearance on this list for Link's Awakening. Again, this is another one of those categories that I've gone back and forward in my head. I'm pretty happy with... I'm settling on mine. Like, I, I think we're going to settle on the same one. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you going with? going with control yeah it's control <laughs> it's it's like god that game is so it's one of those games where it's like cool there's a photo mode in this game good like it deserves one and some of the photos i've seen people take in that game are just like oh i love that i want that on my wall it's so like eerie and like evocative and oh, i just i love it we're talking like artistic design and animation again Ashtray Maze. But even yes. beyond that, like the animation on a lot of the characters, like the capture, uh, just the environment and just the weird way it manipulates. Even just like when you go to clear a um a point to use it as like a save and a fast travel and the way the building folds back into its normal shape yeah. is just it's so cool. The design of the oldest house is so interesting. It's so good. Um and and, the, the, yeah. the grip is great as well, the way it sort of transforms, just all mm. that stuff. Yeah. No, nah. there's one. There's one more point I was going to bring up, but I've completely forgotten. Just, I love control. Just the general, the general color scheme of everything as well. Like yes, for sure, for the sure. whole. It's very like 1960s, like conspiracy spy, like set design in a way. Like it feels like an office that was lift, lifted out of like a a 60s spy movie almost. Yeah, um, I hear. You. And I love that shit. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. Oh, I lied. Sorry, it's not the only appearance of Zelda. I am an yeah, idiot. I just, I just saw that. <laughs> I am an idiot. Um, because it's one of the nominees of our next category, which is action adventure game. Oh, it's getting hard now, Joel. It is. We're getting to the pointy end. Uh, the nominees are Borderlands Three, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Oh, what'd you go with, Karen? This one is tough. This one is... I've narrowed it down to Control and Sekiro. Interesting. Control for... 
traversal and puzzle solving. But Sekiro's combat is unmatched this year as the best. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's tough. What do you? What, I mean, I have a feeling you're landing squarely on control. You would be wrong, Karn. Oh, you're going Death Stranding. Nope. Are you going Borderlands? Nope. I'm going Resident Evil 2 for this one. Oh, I'm getting in, I'm getting in those critics' heads, man. Like getting those critics' that's, heads. That, this is the one where I was just like, no, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and really think about this one. And I think this one might be the one where RE2 gets uh gets like takes the cake. Um I mean it's you know, it is a good combination of action and adventure from what I can gather. Um and and traversal and puzzle solving that the Resident Evil series is well and truly known for that. Um the reason I've been hesitant to like put Resident Evil 2 in like give it a nod for things is because I mean it's a remake. So like that's where the lines are a bit blurry. But Hey Joel, keep that in mind next year when seven remakes up for a lot of awards. Oh, I will be. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um But yeah, but the the thing is though, I think there's enough that maybe that has been changed to make it feel like a fresh new game. Um the fact that it's called Resident Evil Two on this list and not Resident Evil Two remake as well um so yeah. it's interesting because yeah I, even the game itself i'm pretty sure it's just called resident evil 2 it's just remake is what people call it yeah so that's that's why i'm like all right i think this one might be the one where he gets a nod yeah okay mm-hmm. i'm interested i'm glad to see you pick resident evil 2 i am gonna if if we're not doing control because that's honestly fun i'm like i think it might have it i'm actually gonna go with Sekiro because of the co- like is the combat in that game is incredible but traversal is fun puzzle solving it's like you know not a huge focus but i just think of those boss fights i think of the way you can use your hook shot your little grappling hook to navigate around the environment yeah. to get a better vantage in combat i think about how i'm still thinking about that game's last boss i love sekiro and i just i wanted to get a nod somewhere and i think this is its best shot yeah it's true yeah it's the same yeah same way i feel about resident evil 2 <clears throat> um cool all right Onto best action game. Uh, oh, go away, pop up. Um, nominees are Apex Legends, Astral Chain, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry Five, Gears Five, and Metro Exodus. Interesting to see that Astral Chain. I mean, the action is probably the best part of it. It's just that there's lots of I other mean, stuff going on. It's Platinum Games, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh. What are you thinking? May I just say, pull my devil trigger. Yeah. It's DMC5. Yeah, I'm pulling my devil trigger as well. Pull my devil trigger, DMC5. Yep. Regardless of what I thought of that game as a whole, the combat was so good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try and check it out on um, Games Pass. Because it looks pretty fun. Um, But yeah, I think that's probably the, the best chance it's got of picking up something at all. Um. But yeah, and, and you know, best action game makes sense. Best game in the action genre focuses yeah. primarily on combat. Yeah. Kind of bummed out this section isn't a, doesn't have a secular nod because combat is so good. But hey, whatever. Yeah, it's an action adventure. Yeah, I mean, the, the differentiate like the fact that we have action and an action adventure. It should be action and adventure. Well, because it's weird, right? Because action adventure is the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, whereas action is just for the action genre focused primarily on combat, I would say Sekiro fits more into action than action adventure. Absolutely. 
Yeah. But hey, I mean, that's just me nitpicking, I guess. Yeah. And where's best puzzle game, huh? Yeah. Where like, is it, huh? what's what's the deal with that? You know, that would have been Grindstone's time to shine as well again. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Would you like to take the, the honors on the, on the final category, Karen? Oh, boy. It's a game of a year. It is. This one's the big boy. This is the one for all the marbles. This is the one where the nominees are Control by Remedy and 505 Games, Death Stranding by Kojima Productions and Sony Interactive Entertainment, Resident Evil 2 by Capcom, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice by From Software and Activision, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate by Sora, Bandai Namco and Nintendo, and The Outer Worlds by Obsidian and Private Division. Okay. Do do you have anything? You feeling relatively confident about anything here? I am gonna go for this is this is the big one. This is the one where I was like really thinking with my heart with the game that I think. And it's like when I keep thinking about my personal game view list, this game as well is. It's I, I I might pick it. I don't know yet. I am going to throw my pick behind Resident Evil 2. It's not a bad idea. Um, at, at, a, at a cursory glance, if you look all of these games up on like Open Critic, mm-hmm. it is the highest reviewed. It is the highest re- the highest rated game this year, yes. Um, of these like six games. I, I haven't checked Smash, but like I know Resi was on like 92 or something. It's about 92, yeah. Um, I'm going for the little weird fiction that could control, um, because I think the people who, a lot of people, the people who did play it spoke very highly of it. Um, and I, I I just hope that there's enough people out there that did play it. I think there were, I think it did relatively well, but. If I'm being completely honest, I think this, this, this category is a battle between Control, Death Stranding, and Resi 2. I think so too. I think that, yeah, the first three on this list are the ones that I think it's between. Um, and the other ones were just to pat it out. Not to, not to discredit them because they are all fantastic games, but, um, yeah, I think these are the three heavy hitters of the year. Honestly, four of my game of the years are on here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, um, yeah. But no, I, I'm I've gonna I'm gonna put my my uh, my love behind uh, control because I genuinely think it's my favorite game of the year. So, um, yeah, hopefully. The the only the only thing that stopped me from picking control was there was a couple of things I didn't like. There's like a couple of little nitpicky things, no huge deal. Yeah, I guess but Resident Evil Resident Evil Two. It was everything I wanted it to be. I know you could. There are people who can complain about how they mess with the Taipei type beat the, the second and first run stuff, but for that very first run, good God, Capcom! That is an expensive remake, and I can't believe they did it. And there's rumors that Resident Evil Three should could be closer than I think any of us are ready for. Mm, gee, well, that might be a good segue, Karen. Actually, Joel, I think we might save that for next week. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. I think you're I'm, right. I'm, I just looked at the I time. I can't, yeah, I looked at the time, <laughs> and I kind of want to. I kind of want to go do some research and try to figure out what maybe could come. Mm. What's due for a showing? Yeah, I don't know. But boy, there's a lot that I would like to see at the Game Awards. Don't get me wrong. I think it, that, that I think that there's going to be some juicy stuff. Maybe like some juicy come, come on. rumors coming out this next week. 
I think it's going to be the way for it. Give me some Samus Aran, please. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Believe, Karen. It's not, I, it's, I don't think it's for a year, but hey. We'll maybe. talk about that next week. Um, yes. All right. Uh, now, do you want to talk about stakes, Joel? I think we should. We weren't going to until just before we started recording, we actually came up with something that we think might be a bit of fun. It won't be fun for us. Um, for, well, the, for the loser. For the loser. It won't be fun at all. So last year, uh, we, we uh, introduced stakes to our, our, um, our little bets. And last year, the stakes were whoever lost had to buy the winner, the Super Smash Brothers Fighters Pass. Um, and I lost. Um, by a point, I think it was. It, it was, was really close. Really close. I think it was by a point or two. Um, I just got, uh, you know, beaten out at the end there. Uh, but uh, this year we thought we'd go something, like the Fighters Pass made sense because we were both going to buy it and it was something that, you know, wasn't too expensive and it was a fun little little monetary bet that we had. And it worked out well because Joker was announced there. So yeah, exactly. So it themed in well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that reveal is so good. I'm going to go watch it after this because it's so much fun. Um, watch the easy eyes react to it. Oh, God, it's so good. It's it's if you want to see surprise Bloodworth, it's I'm pretty sure he's pretty sure that's the one where it's the only video I think where you can see surprise on his face. Um, surprise Bloodworth from the Easy Allies, and then you go and watch Tim Getty's reaction from Kind of Funny, <laughs> which is also very good, where he completely ruins Andy Cortez's laptop um, <laughs> with a glass of water. It's fucking brilliant, um, and it, he reacts. I can't, I can't, I, the exact same. Can't wait to see what he does when Crash Bandicoot gets announced. Oh fuck, dude. he's gonna explode. He's just gonna combust. Um, no, I, yeah, I. But he re, his reaction was very similar to my reaction. Actually, if I'm being completely honest here, um, it was standing up, didn't throw a hat because I wasn't wearing one, but like fist pumping and screaming. Um, uh, but yeah, so we've got some interesting. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking over, current. Got some interesting. That's fine. We, the, the the whole point was we were wondering what we could do for stakes and mm. we had a fun idea it's like maybe like loser like winner picks a game for loser to play on games pass yeah and that was like cool that's fun we, so we were looking at sort of low scoring games on games pass <laughs> and then I remembered that Jump Force is on games pass yeah Jump Force and then that sort of just it wrote itself that basically we, we, I think we're going to work out a time frame for how much you have to play yeah but basically the gist of it is like the loser has to sink some time into the Jump Force story mode and come back with their thoughts it's gonna be like a significant amount of time but not like too bad like a manageably significant amount of time to, to, to get a feel for it and it's and it and to make it feel like it's torturous as well um yeah, oh boy because that game is apparently not good i can't if i'm be, to be honest with you what i played of the beta when it came out last year or whatever it was was pretty tortuous on its own, so I can't imagine the story mode being any better. Oh boy! So yeah, so basically, the the loser uh, of this year's uh, bet uh, has to play a set amount of time of the story mode of Jump Force. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I think we we googled the campaigns about ten hours, and I don't know if we're gonna do, if we're going to do a full campaign. Yeah, because that's a lot to to suffer through. Um, and also, obviously, because you know it's going to be you know. Us playing something, it will feature prominently in that week's, uh, in a quest log in the future. Oh boy. From that person. So look forward to hearing uh, impressions like, of Jump Force's story mode. I normally want to win, <laughs> but like, I really want you to play Jump Force. <laughs> it's it's great because it works out so perfectly. Because, like, like you were saying when, when we were discussing this off air. Like it's it's gonna to be torturous for you because you have like a like a relative connection to 
quite a few of the franchises are involved. That's true. Um, and you said, yeah, but for, like you were saying that, like you know, but if I play it, it's going to be just confusing. For you the have no part. idea what's going on. Yeah, like I'm just to be like, cool. Oh, that's oh, hey, look, it's I. I've seen them in a. I know, thing. I know Naruto I, and the guy from One Piece. Yeah, is One Piece. It's it's Luffy. 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 It's Luffy or Luffy or Luffy. I don't know, man. Luffy, yeah, I don't, I don't have time to watch One Piece. Is is Deku in it? I think Deku's in it. He Deku's DLC. Oh, cool. I don't even get to play as Deku. Oh, fucking no. But you can. Oh, I think was JoJo DLC. I don't remember. Oh, actually, no. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember if JoJo and Dio are DLC. Either yeah. way. Ryuk's in there somewhere. Yeah, he's in the story mode. Oh. Ryuk and Light are in the story mode. Good. 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 Please be excited. Good. Naruto, Goku, Vegeta, Frieza. Oh. The whole gang's here. Jesus. Anyway. So, so yeah. that's that's the stakes. It's, uh, a little bit more lighthearted for you, the listener, and a little bit more torturous for us. The victims. Oh, boy. Um, oh, God. But uh, apart from that, I think that's an episode, Joel. I think you're right. Oh, that means I have to outro the show, right? Yeah, bring us home. Woohoo! Well, thank you very much for listening to us this week on the Dialogue Options podcast as we discuss uh, all the exciting, fun things to come in the weeks ahead uh, of the Game Awards. Oh, the Keelys, I can't wait. Keelys? Oh, so excited. So excited. It's best, like... It's starting to get like on par with like E3 time. Like E3 is like a few days of like excitement and stuff like that. But after, like, you know, I get why this year's E3 was a little bit more, more subdued. But after that E3, I'm ready for something a little bit more sizzling, Ke- I guess. Keely's got the connections, man. He does. He likes those he world premieres. He loves them. He's loves hungry them. for world premieres. He is. He's thirsty for them, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah so thank you very much for listening to it, to us uh, waffle on a little bit about that uh, we truly do appreciate it uh, and if you like us a lot please uh, spread the word tell a friend post about it on Twitter like retweet our our links to our our, our shows when, episodes when we put them up as well uh, give us a rating on any podcast service that you listen to us on uh, all that stuff uh, it will take you like five seconds and it can you know mean the world to us uh, and we'd we'll be so thankful we, we we really would like we probably will actually thank you like legitimately on on twitter if you do that for sure um, absolutely so yeah thank you very much and uh if you want to follow us on our social media accounts you can find us at dialogue options across a multitude of of uh, different platforms including uh, facebook instagram twitter uh the works all that kind of fun stuff uh, if you would like to follow us on our individual accounts, uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where the last thing I tweeted about was uh, Disney Plus finally launched for us this week, um, or um, a week oh, ago Joel. now. Yeah. Oh, was it a week? No, no, no. We only got it on Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday that's right. Um, it's been days, but we got three episodes of A Mandalorian, and, and we are spoiled. <laughs> that was the last thing I tweeted about. Uh, it was just me saying, I fucking adore The Mandalorian. Um, it might be one of my favorite Star Wars stories, if not my favorite Star Wars stories thus far. It's. I was talking about it with someone at work today, because she's a massive Star Wars. She's like deep lore fan of Star Wars. And I was like, what do you think about Mandalorian? She's like, it's so good. And I'm like, right? And she goes nothing's happened so far yet it's fascinating and i'm like right it's so good it's a star wars western and it's just excellent so that's all i've been tweeting about uh but where can they find you kyron so you can find me 
on Twitter where I am at WomenManX, where my most recent tweet is a retweet, but I will get to that. The tweet before that, I, I finally secured my midnight launch body. I'll be there at 12.01 watching Rise of Skywalker. It's hey. locked in, it's confirmed. I'll be dead the next day because being that close to Christmas, there's no way I'm getting a day off. But I will power through with a power of coffee. It's um, worth it. But my retweet was a simple tweet. It was from the Mandalorian account. It's no spoilers. It's just, it's just four words. And it's just, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. When you said four words, it, it cancelled out. But I thought it could be either two things. It could be that. It could be I have spoken. I have spoken was the other yeah. one. Yeah. Someone it was like the first response. It's like, this is the way. And someone's like, I have spoken. spoken. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Love it. Man, everyone, Mandalorian is so good. It's and so I'm good. sorry to everyone who can't watch it legally because of Disney's like licensing deals with other broadcasters. It's a mess. Yeah, I would have but, been tearing my hair out if I couldn't watch that. <laughs> like, it was bad honestly, enough waiting three days for it. I would have pirated eventually. Yeah, like, too. at this point. Uh, there's, I, I, no, I'm cutting the Mandalorian talk there. That's where you can find me. I'm done. <laughs> well, uh, well, in that case, uh, I'll let our wonderful theme song play us out. Until next week, see you later. Bye. Options podcast.